0: Hello and welcome to episode 2 of Realm and Ruin, a Warhammer podcast where we like to talk about Warhammer 40k, Age of Sigmar and maybe a little sprinkling of uh, Warhammer Fantasy and others in there as well. Um, I'm your host Matt and of course joining me is my buddy Cameron. How you doing mate?
1: Hey, uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I was severely ill and now I am all better.
0: (laughs) It's almost like it was timed nicely, like you thought hang on, we're doing Realm and Ruin, we're talking about Warhammer again. Your body, your body, yeah. I suddenly got better. How's
1: I healed myself.
0: (laughs) Did you heal D3 mortal wounds? (laughs) Oh man, I wish I could heal (laughs) D3
1: mortal wounds. I'd live forever (laughs) if only.
0: Excellent. So, yeah, so this is episode two. Um. Thank you for any feedback that we have given us over the last, well, episode zero and episode one. It's been really great to hear. We've had some really nice comments from people, say they're enjoying the show so far. Again, we're just experimenting, really, just sort of seeing how we go with this. Take every episode as it comes, but uh, so far, so good. But we'll do the admin bit later. Uh, so on this episode, <laughs> uh, we'll be going into our hobby stuff you know what we've been working on what we've been reading anything like that uh then we're going to talk about what's in the news lately which is massive there's so much news um (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) games workshop what are you doing to us um
1: Oh, no, no, I just added something
0: else oh, <laughs> I'm not surprised mate. It's it's just going to keep going. Um then for the sort of main chunk of the show we are going to go through the Daughters of Cain battle tome. Sort of have a chat about the lore, what, you know, what what happens with yeah. the Daughters of Cain and, you know, and all their rules and things uh-huh. like that if possible. And then for the finale, we're going to continue on with <laughs> about the Daughters of Cain and we're going to basically ask uh should they be part of the Order Grand Alliance? Mm -mm -mm. so yep so that's this episode um so yeah we'll start with hobby stuff and we'll start with you Cameron you've got plenty to tell us haven't you yeah
1: um yeah I had money so I did hobby Uh, (laughs) vigorously over the last couple of days (laughs) Um, sorry I was just gonna say I've got this
0: image of you going into your hobby store and just like making it rain money (laughs)
1: like I have a music video it's it's not that far off the owner likes me so it's funny that isn't it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah no uh, he's, he's a very nice guy uh, good <laughs> yeah um but yeah no i found out there was a games workshop much closer to me i only had to drive for like 10 minutes as opposed to hopping on a train for like 40 minutes so great um and i believe i mentioned last episode i dreamt up some some well not some a space marine chapter and i, I had ideas for aesthetics like using stormcast helmets and things like that yep and so uh, I, I went in, I bought the No-No-Fear starter set. Oh, yeah. Um, the Sort of the one below Dark Imperium, where they cut out like a third of the models, but it's less than half the price, so it's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh- <laughs> yeah, that's the one up from uh, uh, First
0: uh, Strike, isn't it? It goes First Strike, No-No-Fear, yeah. and then Dark yeah. Imperium. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um Yeah, and so I got that. I got a box of Stormcast Judicators, because I could also turn those into Emperor's Children <sighs> with... Uh, Blastmasters and sonic blasters because the crossbows put some tubing, put some faces on the end. They'll look like sonic guns, real easy. Yep. Um. Uh. What else? Did I pick up? Let it all out, Cameron. Let it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh. I picked up a Dark Angels Primaris Lieutenant model as well. One of the little single character yeah. model clan packs Because yeah. uh, I'm I was planning on using Dark Angels rules for the for my uh army. Uh, sort of Dark Angel success chapter kind of thing going mm-hmm. on. Um, and so that's what I did that day and I went home and I opened it up and I started putting together the Primaris models. So I put together Lieutenant, I put a Stormcast head on him. Looks great. Awesome. I put picks up on our Twitter, so you can check them out there. They look um, damn good. I Yeah, I did the same with the uh, the Captain in Gravis Armour. I chucked a Stormcast head on him. He was a little more difficult. I had to like, clip all the spikes off and stuff, uh, but I got I got through it eventually. Yeah, because it's
0: because <laughs> it, it's sort of neck area is quite self-contained, isn't it? It's quite um, mm-hmm. yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, until mate. Yep.
1: Well, it's it's like front half and back half. But the problem was getting the head to stay in the front half while I took my finger off to put the back half on. Yeah, yeah, I know what to you mean hold yeah. it in place. Uh, but for painting, I've actually managed to keep the backpack back half of the chest and front half and rest of the body all separate. Cool, and they slot together super easily as well. So uh thing to note about those models amazing to put together they fit pretty much perfectly yeah like there's there are almost no noticeable mm-hmm. gaps on anything i'm really impressed with the new primaris models and then <laughs> i put together one of the death guard plague leads <laughs> and i just whispered fuck, to myself. so good. It was so good, <laughs> epiphan- it was so good
0: it's, it's an epiphany, isn't it? You're like, here they are, the, play- the Plague Marines, the Death Guard, they're amazing, aren't they? They're absolutely amazing yeah. models. I know, I, I could I could oh feel your God. your excitement through Twitter. <laughs> I, mean, I was like, yeah. I, thought you were, I thought you were needing help when you were, when you were messaging me. <laughs> Matt, I was Matt's just like, man, so help good. me, I'm going to do a
1: bad like, thing. Like you're having a fit there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I just i put one together and i like looked at it and I'm like this is a very good model it yeah, has beautiful detail absolutely. it looks like it will also be incredibly easy to paint and guess what they are yeah <laughs> see game, games Workshop know what they're
0: doing paint. they know that that's yeah what they what they want people doing that they're, they're easy to paint they're easy to put together and yeah, and they're relatively yeah. well priced for what they are what so they're lush aren't they they really yeah. are
1: yeah so, yeah, so uh, instead of instead of selling the Death Guard on eBay like I was sort of thinking about maybe doing, I put them all together. <laughs> <laughs> and instead of assembling more of the Primaris and getting those conversions done with Stormcast heads, I started painting the Plasma Gunner. Uh, I've gone with a very simple paint scheme. You spray them white, you dump them in Rightland Flesh Shade, a little bit of Nyilac Oxide, and they're basically done. <laughs> it looks. I, I quite like it. I don't know. It gives some kind of diseased flesh color yeah.
0: armor. Yeah, I, I think you've done a great job. Yeah. It, it and it's and it, without sort of dismissing what you've done. It's so easy as well. Mm. Like I said, that's just it such a re- you know for anyone to do that. It's a really yeah. easy paint scheme. Um, but it that's that's the beauty of some of the latest washes. Like we were like we were saying earlier, weren't we? With like flesh shade, yeah. um, with nut oh, null yeah. oil and things like that. They just they just bring out so much high, of the highlights really easily. So if you're not overly confident with your painting or you're still starting out or trying to get back into things they're beautiful for that sort of thing and especially and like i said to you and like like many people have said about um the death card you can't go wrong with them because ultimately, if you like, say yeah. you putting them together, you you know you're clipping them out of the sprues. You accidentally chop a bit off. You know, like, oh, you know, for a lot of models, it'd be like, damn, <laughs> I'm gonna have to sort of fix this. But the Death <laughs> Guard it doesn't matter. He's like, oh, yeah. that's on purpose. He's had a chunk taken out of him. You know, it's brilliant. They're so yeah, easy to do, yeah. and, the, and the and the same exactly. goes for the painting. You know, if you do a bit of a yeah. what would for another model be a bit of a crap job, it doesn't matter because you think, well, look, that's how they're supposed to look. It's really good.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Like. Uh, on the on the subject of destructibility as modeling. Part of me just wants to buy a rhino and take a goddamn power drill to <laughs> it for one of their transports. Yeah. You know, just bore holes. Yeah, but you could. It. Um, this, you can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I probably will. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what I'm waiting. Next
0: episode. I'll the, <laughs> we want the update. The boys have got a ride. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, They're a bit slow, those lads. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. So I I I've fallen in love with the Death Guard uh, kits and sculpts. So this morning, I went back, Oh uh, I picked up, yeah, I picked up the, I picked up first a bunch of paints, uh, for example, I didn't have Nilac Oxide until this morning, Mm -hmm. um, which it's very good for doing, like, patinaed copper or brass and bronze and things like that, uh, it's sort of just that turquoise recess shade, um, I picked up a few other colors that I needed for them, um. I picked up the easy-to-build Plague Marines, which is the three, one with the Blight Launcher, Champion with Power Fist and Plasma Gun, and then just one with Bolter. Yep. Uh And I picked up the Lord Felthius and Cohort, which is the Lord of Contagion and three Terminators. Uh, these are also easy-to-build. They're, they're great. I also picked up the Dark Imperium Novel, uh, which I've been reading and I really like so far. Um, I've put together all the easy-to-build Plague Marines and all the Plague Marines from Burn No Fear. Love them. Great sculpts. Mm-hmm. Um, I've left a lot of them in pieces just because they will be super easy to glue together with no visible gaps. Uh, cause they're designed for that, I guess. Yeah, they so are. Super, yep. super good. Yeah. Um, and I've got a couple more Terminators to put together. Uh, but I'm probably just gonna start going into production mode and painting more tomorrow and over the rest of the week. <laughs> uh, I might actually finish a project. Yay! I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how big I'm gonna make these. I might just make it. Like two squads of Plague Marines, some Terminators, and a couple of vehicles, and leave it at that. So we'll see.
0: Yeah, that's well, yeah. that's the beauty yeah. of the hobby though, because you you can just pick up. Well, I do it anyway. Pick it up, do a bit of mm-hmm. something, and then move on to this. And then there's no reason you can you know you can't come back to it. So do that you yeah, know if you like yeah. i said start off at what you're doing you know you could it could stay as it is it could end up being a you know two thousand points army if you want it to be it's really you know <laughs> do, knock yeah, yourself out yeah. it's really good for doing that sort of cool. stuff um and yeah. also and i'm sort of jumping ahead slightly but obviously when we talk about yeah, no, uh definitely. kill team um that's where again these things are perfect where you can have small squads of, of mm. uh, troops and that you can sort of mix and match really to a degree you can go right mm. oh I don't want an army of 1000 sons, but I'll just get a squad of rubric marines and they've, you know, there you go, you can start playing them in in kill team. So
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And I think that's that's the beauty um, of it. Yeah, yeah, but I I love I love these these nice beautiful sculpts. <laughs> so I'll probably get I'll probably get most of the models, at least one of them. We'll see because they have all those great <laughs> pardon me, uh, all those great single character Sculpts for the um the specialist troops. Yeah, you know you got your grenade guy and your guy with a clipboard and your guy with a bell <laughs> <Yeah>. and everything. <laughs> they're they're very well organized. Um, <laughs> yeah they the just I painted this one Plague Marine. I felt like I was a kid again. Really. Like <laughs> I had flashbacks to when I first opened up a box of minis and I looked inside. And I'm like oh everything's so detailed and shiny. And like thinking back, it was like the old Hormagorn box. And it's like. They're not that detailed. They're nice. They do what they do, but they're like not super detailed. (laughs) But yeah, no, I felt just really inspired. It was really awesome. Um, So yeah, I'm doing a small Death Guard force. Everything else is on hold for the moment. (laughs) (laughs) That's what happens. That's what happens. I'm I'm terrible for
0: it. I've done the reverse of that. I've been, you know, when we, I started buying quite a lot of Death Guard and you know, I've I've put them together. I just need to start actually painting Mm -hmm. them. But then, I've been buying a lot of Tau recently and you know, and again it's like yeah, and then you're going yeah. off on that tangent and then obviously switching back to Age of Sigmar, etc. So it's it's so easily done. Um yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I,
1: I, Although with with forty K at least uh detachments are a thing. Yeah, so. that's true. You can you can run a lot of stuff together. I don't think you can run Tau and Death Guard. No. <laughs> I can run Empress I, I can run Emperor's Children and Death Guard in the same army as two separate detachments yeah. at least. Yeah. Yeah, and it's 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 also <laughs> the
0: the Death Guard codex is really good read as well. I've got that on my shelf and it's mm. yeah, it's a good yeah. good thing to read, a good bit of background on them as well. And obviously with you yourself reading Dark Imperium. Again, there's some Death Guard mm. in that as well, which you know gives you a bit of yeah. context of what's going on. That's a really good novel yeah. for anyone that's sort of yeah. trying to get oh, keep up to date with what's happening in the 40k universe. Uh, Dark Imperium is a very good start. It gives you good background yeah. about yeah. about what's going on. So, yeah, mm. recommended.
1: Oh, uh, it yeah. Just on on the subject of Dark Imperium, fantastic book so far. I'm only like a third, mm-hmm. maybe half of the way through. Uh, it got me right at the start with um. It does a flashback to like the end of the Horus Heresy yeah. where Robb Gilliman and Fulgrim Are essentially fight. Uh, they have they have it off. Yep. Um. And that that section is just so well written that got me right in right away. Yeah. It was really awesome. Yeah.
0: It's, it's Guy. It's Guy Haley, isn't it? That's the uh, the author of that. He's done a really good job of it. Uh, is it Guy Haley? Yeah. yeah, I think yeah it, is. it is. I think it is. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He's done a really good job of that <laughs> novel. Because it's one of those because it's actually used to you know, push the narrative forward, it's it it could have gone really wrong. But I think like I said, he's done a solid job, like I said, that start, uh, with Fulgrim and, and, yeah, yeah. and Gulliman is is fantastic. Uh like I said the Death Guard are there. You got some Imperial Guard going on. Um and obviously the whole restructuring of the Imperium and the Dominus Crusade, spot on. Absolutely yeah. spot on.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely awesome. Um yeah, but that was more or less my hobby <laughs> for the last couple of weeks is I spent a week of not doing much, and then well, almost two weeks of not doing much, and then I spent two days very quickly doing a lot <laughs> for
0: me. Well, you're putting me to shame because, um, I'll be honest, I've, I've I've been buying stuff, just not doing much with it, just because of <laughs> other things in life getting in the way, as always. Um, mm. But, yeah, a bit, like I said earlier, I've been buying some more Tau, so my force is getting quite big, actually. So I um, I lucked out and got a uh, start collecting box off ebay um which was yeah. really like, a really good price uh, brand new so i've got that so that's gonna be a really good start to my force which comes with a, a ethereal on hover drone you get three of those uh, xv8 crisis battle suits 10 man fire warriors team um which includes a couple yeah. of drones and a, yeah. and a support turret as well so that's that uh, i've got to say i've got my squad of pathfinders yeah. i've got a squad of stealth suits i've got a broadside battle suit uh, and a devil fish as well. So I've got quite a rounded little wow. force. So, um, yeah. I think they're coming, uh, points-wise, I think they're coming 8, 900, I think, at the moment. Maybe I could be completely wrong on that. I need to tally them up. But um, So I think my next move for them is get a commander of some sort. I'm still deciding what to do. I'm, just, I'm deciding, do I go get a commander Farsight and turn them into far sight Enclaves, mm. or do I just get a normal commander crisis commander and then you know just turn them into a you know another type of force i don't yeah, know i'm yeah. still toying with it i'm trying to work out what color scheme to go for I'm not sure mm, um yeah part of me wants to paint them purple because i really like purple <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i got no good, re- good I just got purple is just one of my favorite <laughs> colors to paint things um so I, mm. i'm toying with that at the moment i don't know um talking the how um the eighth edition codex arrived for me yesterday but yeah. unfortunately, it arrived damaged, which was which really oh. pissed me off. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, I, I didn't admittedly I didn't order it from Games Workshop; I ordered it from eBay. No. Um, yeah, and you know it's brand new, sealed copy. It's just the, in transit. A bit beaten up. Yeah, it basically got a massive dent in because it, it's hardcover. Oh, it got a massive dent in the top, and the dent even ripped the hard cover as well. It, you know, am oh, I'm, wow. I'm, I'm probably making okay. it sound worse than it actually is, but. I'm one of those sort of people. I can't stand that sort of thing. I like things to be yeah. pristine. I can't handle my, yeah. you know, especially when they cost, you know, relatively, you know, they're relatively expensive, you know, when you're talking mm-hmm. they're not a couple of pounds or a couple of dollars. So, uh, yeah, I'm, so to be fair, the, the person I bought it off, you know, he's let me return it. He's, they're going to send me another one. So oh, know, it's not the end of the world. Just list. gotta wait a few more days. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's the towel. Uh, well, so I, I randomly bought some Skatari Rangers, uh, box, again nice. off eBay, and a box set was going at a decent price because, again, I think that once mm. I finish with the tower, I'm going to switch to doing an ad mech army, which is quite yep. appropriate yeah. with what we're going to be talking about shortly with Forgebane. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I got them. They arrived. Um, I have recently bought the Sylvaneth um, Battle Tome for Age of Sigmar as mm. well um, because that's going to be my next army. For Age of Sigmar, because there's something just really appealing about them. I, I did well actually, because I managed to get a hardcover copy of the Battle time as well. Because because oh, because yeah. if you remember, some it was some of the older Battle times they brought them out in hardcover yes, and then and then switched is, to yeah. softback. Uh, so soft cover. yeah, which
1: I don't know why the hardcovers are so much better.
0: Yeah, well that's what I mean. I'll take that option every it time. It
1: Justifies the price as well for me.
0: Mm, exactly. I, did, cause, yeah. you know, when you get the, the, the softback versions and you're thinking, mm, I mean, you, you know, ultimately you still want it at the end of the day. But, you know, when you're paying that sort of amount of money, you think, oh, you could have at least made it hardcover. So yeah, <laughs> I, I did really yeah. well to get that. And it's like, I said, it's, it's second hand, but it's mint condition. So that's going to be one oh, of
1: that's
0: my, good, yeah. one of my next projects to read. Um, and I think that's it really. Um, like I said, I haven't really, mm. Um, like I said to you the other day, I need to buy some more paint in general. My my paint collection is still quite limited at times. You know, when you think, oh, shit, I could start yeah. that, but I don't have that color. So come payday, <laughs> I'm going to put a massive paint order in. Uh, so that'll be yeah, my next yeah. thing. So, um, well, so- that's,
1: that's what I did. I walked in and I went, ah, oh, I need like five more paints <laughs> yeah. for this this team, I'll probably go next week and be like, I need another five paints. <laughs> Cameron, my no, friend, <laughs> you've come to yeah, spend more money. <laughs> yes, a rhino, a rhino, and all of your paints. You say, oh, of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I think that's our uh, hobby stuff. So we've done a few bits recently, um, and then I think it's time to talk about the news. Uh, here we go. <laughs> oh boy. Now this is yeah. um actually I think what we'll do is we'll actually before we talk about the news we'll we'll take a quick break I think um
1: yeah just yep. to
0: uh, compose ourselves before we, <laughs> we get stuck in so yeah we're just going to have a quick break <laughs> and then we're going to get back into the news Hello and welcome back um uh, from that short break and we are now going to get stuck into the news Games Workshop is really pushing out the news at the moment, (laughs) they're doing so much, (laughs) I mean it's great, I mean let's be honest I'm not complaining because it's more for us to potentially buy, talk about, look at, you know it's all good, it's just at the moment it is crazy what they're throwing out at the moment, whether it's Age of Sigmar, 40k, Necromunda, anything they're just throwing it, here you go guys, have it. (laughs) so um right so what we'll do is we'll go through the the smaller bits and news first just to sort of say that this is what's going on and then we'll get stuck into the bigger ones right so no particular order um they have announced um they're re-releasing warhammer 40k kill team which is is really exciting um i Mm. really i must admit i'm a big fan of the smaller type games um I, I think just yeah, purely for yeah. practicality, um, don't get me wrong, I like the big mm. battles as well, but I think any game um like uh Age of Sigmar Skirmish or um, Shadow War yeah, Armageddon which came yeah. out a little while ago, um mm. and now Kill Team where you can have smaller structured games, um, is fantastic. Are you are you excited about it?
1: Yeah. I am super excited. Like uh, like you said earlier in the hobby segment, uh this Totally justifies buying like one squad of dudes that you like, even if you don't like the rest of their faction, and doing them up because yeah. you'll be able to run them as a kill team. Um, also like just this overwhelming support they have for their specialist games is really really heartening. Yes, um, definitely. Especially because deep down, I hope one day for an official re-release of the Inquisitor rules. Yeah, Yes. as hell, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think I think I think they've realised that these smaller games just a more practical for certain people i mean like i said some people Mm. will always have your massive forces you know with huge tables and you know that's perfectly great it's just that obviously for some people um you know especially for some of us as you get older as well where you know (laughs) you may not have enough you know enough space for certain (laughs) things and and all that with family and things like that it's it's nice to have this option where you go you know like i said earlier where you go you know i don't want to collect this particular army but i really love a squad of you know this and then you go right okay i'll yeah. turn them into a kill team and it just gives you and also it gives you your um the ch- user the chance to, for your miniatures to have a nice bit of variation as well you know rather than because let's be honest if you're going right i'm going to build a two thousand points uh 40 OH koa Sigmar army you you know it, putting time aside you, you you're not going to Well, I can't speak for everyone, but you're not necessarily going to put as much love into it because you think, right, well, I still got to paint that. Oh, God, I've got to do that one as well. At least when it's, you know, five or six guys, you can can put a lot of love into them. You know, you can properly cut, you know, customize them, you know, Mm. do what you want with them, really. So it's, that's what's perfect. So, yeah. So, like I said, Kill Team, they haven't really given us much more detail. I'm, I'm, all the only thing I did read is I don't think it's going to have the same rules as 8th edition 40K, unless I've misinterpreted that. So um, it'll have its own sort of customized rule set. Uh, and like I said, for people that don't know about Kill Team, like I said, it's like a like a, <laughs> I suppose it, it's a smaller version of 40K. It's like yeah. I said, rather than having it big forces, you've got very small little gangs, um, you know, sort of more little skirmish fights. And like I said, it's mm-hmm. going to be really cool that they've re-released it. Um, I don't think they've given a date yet, as far no. as I know. It'll if be soon. So It'll be soon, I'm sure. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It seems Details like whenever they
1: announce something these days we get it within like a month and a half at the latest.
0: Well, which is brilliant. That's the that's yeah. the great thing about things now. Anything we talk about is it's not like oh yeah we'll see it in a year's time. These things are happening really yeah. quickly. Yeah there's just <clears> this <throat>
1: continual momentum which is ridiculous. Yeah they are so properly on up. it at the moment. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so talking about that um, they've given well not really given us that much it's more of a little again a little teaser about the yeah. uh, ideneth deepkin yeah in age yeah. of sigmar which which I, is the i
1: saw some people hailing this as official confirmation which i find funny because they're actually printed as allies in the back of the daughters of cain book yeah exactly they're like, not I'm they're, pretty they're sure not a that secret was, that was confirmation there where they had like the idneth they are they are elves created by teclas who were messed up somehow and ran away and now yeah, they mentioned twi- now they're i think twice. people from the ocean yeah they mentioned yeah, twice, as and a, then like in an official capacity, they are actually listed as an allied faction for Daughters of Cain. Yeah, exactly. So, so they like they were going to happen. As, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's,
0: and it, I mean, it's great. They're, they're, I mean, they have, like I said, hinted at them before. They're, You know, for again, for people, they're they're the CLs, or some people call them Cthulhu elves as I'm well.
1: Hoping, I'm hoping
0: um, for Cthulhu elves. Exactly. So yeah, they, these these guys these guys are going to be interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They like Cameron said, they're connected to Techless. Uh, and Tyrion, isn't it? They're both part yeah, of. They, or yeah. is it? Yeah. Um, so the gods of light. So the, like it's like it will allude to when we get around to the Daughters Cane battle tome a bit later in this episode. Um, they they do mention that there is a few castoffs <laughs> from the uh, Elven souls that they get they get their hands on. So uh, yeah. yeah. So again, at this moment, they haven't given us much detail about them. But like I said, if you go on the Warhammer community website, you'll see a little. Uh, on them, like I said they're going to be part of the order, grand alliance, yeah. and uh, yeah, exciting times. <laughs> so uh, next one is again we're slightly off tangent. We'll talk quickly about Necromunda, um, even though I know we're <laughs> ha- um, Warhammer <laughs> yeah. related, but uh, yeah. yeah, Vansar have been announced as the next mm. gang that's going to come out, which is really cool. Um, I think Games Workshop are sticking to this quarterly release yeah. with the different gangs. So Orlocks came out, yeah. So I think that. I think from from what I've read, it's all uh, or- Orl- allux obviously came out. Then it's going to be Vansar, and then the next two is Delac and uh, Cordor. Yeah,
2: oh, that'd be cool. So
0: uh, they they may not be in those two, and may be in a different order. But I know they're yeah, yeah. the last two for this year. So yeah, so Vansar uh, on the horizon, which is awesome. Um again,
2: they are actually they are super sleek. <clears throat>
0: <laughs> exactly. Because, like, when we, I remember when I used to be into the old style Necromunda, I never particularly had a Vansar gang, but they, they always looked a bit, I don't know, they just didn't particularly appeal to me at the mm. time. They're, they're a, basically they're a gang of, uh, that have quite a bit of technology and sort of yeah. money behind them to a of, So they got fancy suits money. and. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, whereas the new version looked really quite dark and. Mm. and interesting so the old the old vansar looked quite clean cut if that's the right term for a gang (laughs) in the underhive Uh, but uh yeah so they look really cool
1: yeah yeah they look absolutely awesome
0: cool so yeah that's on the horizon and um again continuing on necromunda they released a teaser trailer for necromunda underhive wars which is going to be the first necromunda video game which is going to be out on pc ps4 and xbox one um this looks really cool and it's quite funny actually because it's not one that i've been paying much attention to and i I always thought i tell you what if they did a necromunda game it would be (laughs) awesome if they did it like xcom
1: yeah and that's
0: pretty much what it's going to be like which sounds amazing um what are your thoughts on this you looking forward to this
1: uh, I, I did really like XCOM. I was never any good at it, and I never finished it. Uh, <laughs> but it was a fun game, and so I'm I'm definitely looking forward to it, especially if it really, really focuses on that individual character development. Like, because, you know, if you play Necromunda or Mordheim, any of those similar games, as you do missions, your gang itself will level up, like your followers will get better, and things like that. Yeah. And if they really involve that as a heavy mechanical part of the game, I'll be super interested, because you can get a really cool, unique... Gang going,
0: hopefully. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think it sounds great. There's going to be, um, yeah, conquest mode, which offers a an endless campaign featuring 4x mechanics between the turn based battles, <laughs> fight over key territory to take complete control and prove your gang is the most fearsome of them that come under. Uh, then bring your unique gangs online, challenging other players in competitive multiplayer. Cool. That sounds awesome. So yeah. yeah, watch your space. So I think at the moment it's 2018 release. That's all they've really said yeah. at the moment. Hopefully, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, that's Um Before we get on to the big, the big boy, which is <laughs> uh, Forge Bane, uh, you, you want to say something about the uh, latest Malign Portance update?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, things have been happening in Malign Portance. <coughs> uh, very cool things, if you haven't been paying attention that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, when last we left everything, uh, this sort of blood mist had... Um, Sort of descended upon the model realms, and you know, if you stood in and breathed in, you got stronger, but went nuts and started attacking everyone. Um, enough, I think, I think it was enough destruction players voted for everyone should stand in the mists and breathe it in that, um, <laughs> it, it actually drew down, uh, Korgus Kool and the Orb Infernia. So Corgus Kool is the mighty lord of corn from the Age yep. of Sigma starter set. That's he right. Has, he has a Death Star. Which is an old moon that used to be filled with, um, lizard men that he killed them all, hollowed it out and turned it into a massive battle barge thing that floats between the model realms. That's called the Orb Infernia. So the, the inhalation of all this blood mist drew the Orb Infernia back in, back into Akshi, the Realm of Fire. Uh, and so everyone (laughs) went, ah. Ah. This might not have been the best idea. (laughs) (laughs) And so the options were either flee the fire, fight for Corgus Cool, or attempt to uh, put together a super weapon. Uh, Mm -hmm. They they managed to put together a time inversion cannon.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That sounds Uh, awesome.
1: Yeah, so they the the realm of Akshi is sort of partly what's left of the old dwarven empires and things from the model uh, from the old world and things like that as well. So there's all this gear, all these gears and cogs and magical artifacts just littered about. Uh, so uh-huh. basically, everyone in order got off their butts for once, I guess, and cobbled <laughs> together <laughs> cobbled together this giant. It's called a chronomantic cannon or a time inversion cannon. Basically, they made a big magic space gun. They shot the moon. And returned it to a state in which corgus Cool and all his men were still there, but they essentially revived all the lizard men forces that were on that moon and started yep. them and started them fighting with Corgus uh, Cool to keep him yeah. busy, basically. Oh, yeah. So awesome for my like, audience, like the
0: like, yeah. like the Seraphon need an excuse. Yeah, <laughs> to exactly fight, to fight chaos.
1: But I'm just like <laughs> for the scale of this campaign, the players' decisions they built. A giant cannon to shoot the moon to revive dead dinosaur people to fight the blood gods. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, it sounds <laughs> like a so dream, cool. doesn't it? It's so good. <laughs> um, and, yeah, and, and because of that, uh, time all over, not just Akshi, but the model realms is going nuts. Like there are ripples mm. in time. People are shunting back and forwards, minutes or even yep. hours and stuff like that. And so the, the bonus for that for this week is called Chronomantic Magic. So if you're fighting in the Plane of Fire in Akshi, uh, wizards know two additional spells. They know Thief of Time, uh, which uh-huh. you cast it on an enemy unit within 18 inches that you can see, and that unit suffers one mortal wound at the end of each hero phase for the rest of the game. Wow. That that is two wounds per turn for the rest of the game.
0: That is powerful.
2: Yeah. That could really stack up. Yeah.
1: As opposed to Temporal Healing, which is the other spell they know, uh, which, Mm. if you cast it and it's only got a casting value of six, it's pretty easy to cast. You pick a friendly model within four inches, which can be the caster, and all wounds allocated to that model are healed. Completely. Wow. Someone has pointed out that this makes Nagash impossible (laughs) to stop. (laughs) Because he has so many wounds that yeah. he can cast like four yeah. spells a turn or that's whatever. That's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um. So yeah, and, and just and just, uh, so just cool. think
0: that with like Marathi as well. Yeah, as well. You know, with her with her wounds limits as well. Ooh, like, no, so just keep
1: oh. she can't be healed though.
0: No, that's a fair yeah. point. No, Doesn't you're right. Work from no, Marathi. She can't be. Yeah. No. No, that's a fair uh, point. Although, Morathi
1: yeah. can cast Thief of Time at 36-inch range, so right at the start of the game. Wow, yeah. If, you, yeah. if you take the first turn, you you are allocating two wounds per turn for the rest of the game to that one unit. Mm. Uh, that does end if the caster is slain. It's Marathi. <laughs> She's going to be around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, that sounds awesome. Yeah, um,
1: like, yeah. But. Yeah, at the moment, at the moment, the choices are because all, all these time ripples, people like Nagash is stealing time. We should hide. Uh, Nagash is stealing time. <laughs> we should march on his capital, or Nagash is stealing time. Uh, who cares? Let's just keep fighting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and well. there, there's been a lot of debate about this because, like, one of the options is march on Nagash's, und, Nagash's capital to. Stop him from stealing time. Oh, no, one is mm-hmm. not fight among ourselves. One is steal time back from Nagash, which sounds really <laughs> <you> weird. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the goblin plan, I think. But, um yeah, no, one of the options is march on Nagash's art to stop Nagash from doing this. And there have been a lot of discussions and a very good post on this was you don't march on Nagash's art if you're alive because taking one step towards it ages you a 100 years if you're on the plane, yeah. of, on the plane of death. You know? Exactly. Um That's what we spoke about in the last like, show, wasn't it? In yeah, yeah, Yeah. they're like, it's a trap. You should choose the option where you wait and you order up your forces and you build your strength. Don't march on Nagash's, yeah. that's a trap. Yeah. Your entire army is gonna die <laughs> before they can get it. And even you also got a thing,
0: Nagash yeah. Nagash has got plenty of time on his hands as well. He's <laughs> yeah. like, he's playing member, he's playing the long game in all mm-hmm.
1: this. <laughs> yeah. Uh they've they've hinted at a potential finale coming up, so I think probably in the next few ones uh, we might see some of the bigger stuff being revealed, which I'm very excited mm-hmm. for. Um, so yeah, Malign Portance has been super cool, as always.
0: It really has. Yeah, like I said, when we <laughs> covered it last show, it it was just, it, from a lore point of view, it's awesome. The new characters they've introduced and just the way they're pushing things forward is really cool. They've done really well with this. Um, so yeah, so that's the latest Malign Portance update. Um, so right, let's talk about the biggest bit of news at the moment, oh, which God. for... <laughs> I know, uh, in 40k, um, as of this recording today, it's mm. up for pre-order, which is the new Forgebane uh, box set, um, which looks awesome, yeah. um, I know we keep using that word, but it does, <laughs> um, so yeah, so basically it's a box set set uh, which contains uh, two little small forces, one for the Adeptus Mechanicus and the other for the Necrons, mm-hmm. um, which is great because it's got no space marines in it. I know. It. This um, is
1: the yes. first starter box, because this is a starter box that contains rules for 40K, yes. I believe. This is the first uh, starter box, does. I think, ever that hasn't had space marines, which is nuts Yeah, <laughs> to think good. about. And, it, <laughs> really and also,
0: it, let's be honest, it's two forces. You wouldn't have necessarily have assumed yeah, to be, yeah. you know, if you, if you said, right, okay, we're going to do a starter box and there's going to be no space Marines in it. Yeah. You, these would be not the two that would instantly come to mind. No, no, no. I as would the, think
1: like Eldar and Orcs. Eldar, or Tyranids, definitely. Yeah. 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 Something like that. Tyrannus. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Eldar and Tyrannus. Um, good, good mix.
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah. That would be a perfect
0: <laughs> example. But yeah, but having Admech and Necrons was a real yeah. <laughs> curveball. But yeah. But I think it's great though, because it's, again, it's it gives awesome. it exactly. It gives two forces that you know obviously they have their followers but that don't get as much love as some of the others it's yeah. great it brings yeah. them to the forefront i um, i know that and um I'll...
1: every single necron player just shouted in celebration because they know there's gonna be <laughs> so many cheap ebay deals for necron armies <laughs>
0: exactly <laughs> the thing is it's just a great like a thought process that you just think that obviously the necrons uh you know a, a lot of them are still asleep in their tombs mm. on all these different worlds i've got that the, all the necron players are like that they're rising up they're like <laughs> yes yeah. it's our time now i've
1: seen i've <laughs> seen a lot more necron <laughs> hobby online lately actually so yeah yeah it feels like that definitely Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's no it's fair play it's, it's good that they're getting a bit of interest
1: yeah um, they deserve some love <laughs> The warrior kits as exactly. well. Please update them. <laughs> exactly. I mean it's
0: it's also good as well that it's good timing because obviously the Necron Codex is it, not soon. far away now because of next obviously month or two the, probably. because yeah, obviously you've got the Tau the ones come out now and yeah. then you've got the Jukari, which is the Dark Eldar one, and then you've got Necron. So it's yeah. like I said, it's literally a couple of within the next month or two. Yeah. So that's perfect timing. And obviously the AdMET codex came out. I don't know, about six months ago? Yeah, could be wrong yeah. on that, but it's not that long the, away. The Imperial so
1: Codexes it, get brought out first, generally. Of course they do. They're well, favourites. <laughs> they're the largest part of the player base, I'm pretty sure. Is what yeah, is. exactly.
0: You, you can't fight that. Um, so, yeah, so this box, this starter box set is, like I said, is amazing. It gives you a really good starting force for both sides now.
1: Yeah.
0: Right, so if we start with the the Admech forces, so basically... Uh, you get a squad of 10 Sk- Skitari, um, which can be Rangers or Vanguard. Um, or oh, yeah. in theory, they can be two squads of five if you really yeah. want, but you get yeah. 10 of them. Um, you get a Tech Priest Dominus, which to be used as your commander. And then you get something else. <sighs> hmm, mm. Let's just have a moment to let this sink in. Um, you get... <laughs> <laughs> no, right, now before we talk about them, we'll bring up a key point now. Cameron, how are we yeah. pronouncing these? Armager or Armager?
1: Armager. Hard G. armager. Yeah.
0: Okay. Armager. Right. It, we'll probably pronounce it both ways throughout this. Well, we will <laughs> change on the we fly. We
1: won't because we will call them by their properly assigned Imperial name, the Baby Knight.
0: The Baby Knights, yes. Yeah. That is what they're going to be officially <laughs> na- Let's call them Baby Knights. So, right. So, yes, as part of this box set, um, you will get two of these knight armigers, which are mm. being called baby knights or mini knights, whatever yeah. you'd like to call them, um, so light. the <laughs> 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 <Night> light. <laughs> oh, I like how you did that. Uh, yeah, so you get you get two of them in the box, which is fantastic. Mm. They're they're bigger than a lot of imperial vehicles, but uh, they're not as big as the have full. You, have, yeah.
1: have you seen the size comparison?
0: No, I haven't. These things I've just are read like it.
1: these things are like two thirds the height of a full knight. These are enormous.
0: Yeah, I I got that impression. And that's what they come across. Like I said, they they come across that they're bigger than vehicles, but obviously, like you said, not as big as the the full-size Imperial Knights. Yeah, but these things dominate
1: even like Dreadnoughts. Yeah. They are way bigger
0: than Dreadnoughts. It's ridiculous. (laughs) Which I think this is a really good thing they've done here, because for a few reasons, A, it's good value for money, having Mm -hmm. two of these in the box set, along with everything else that we're going to talk about. Yeah. But B you know this is a good way for a lot of people to start experimenting with imperial knights because let's be honest if they're not always giving me your first choice of thing to buy because a because of the cost and B, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know they, they're not you may not want them points wise and yeah. things like that whereas this is a really good way of yeah. being able to go you know what i want a couple of knights in my uh or at least one in my force and this is an easy way to buy them. I mean, it almost justifies buying the box set by itself. Just oh yeah. <laughs> having these, you, these know, in there. Um, you know,
1: they'll be available individually for like a third of the box's price.
0: <laughs> exactly. You know, and that's the thing. And that's why I think they, that's what games, Workshop have realized that, uh, that if they put a couple of these in, people will want quite a few of these nights and they'll start buying a few of these box sets, you Yeah, know, and then obviously yeah. getting the advantage of all the other things that come with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they are fantastic. Now, one thing I will say, actually, we we did on our uh, Twitter, we did a Twitter poll, mm. which was to basically ask uh, everyone, "You're buying Forge Bane because?" Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, the three there three options: uh Admech, Necrons, or Baby Knights. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you that Necrons got no votes, unfortunately. <laughs> um Admec got a couple, but the, most of the votes went for Baby Knights. <laughs> so-, <laughs> so. Yeah, we're just
1: they are very cool. Uh, they yes. seem very strong as well which helps I think
0: <laughs> yes exactly now they can be used in a variety of ways but one of the obvious ones which we, me and you were speaking about was obviously mm. that they can be used because obviously they count as um, Lord of Wars in the yes. uh, in the formation yes. and they can be then used along with obviously another of them or another full size knight and become a super heavy detachment yep. I think it's super heavy isn't it mm.
2: yeah
0: um, So, so yeah, which obviously gains you extra command points in, um, you know, depending on what force you're using. So, yeah, that's a really cool way to have a super heavy detachment in your force. You know, like I said, and also it justifies, you know, (laughs) because let's be honest, there's going to be people now buying this set and they're going to be now eyeing up a um, full-size Imperial Knight as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, why not? Like, this has also sparked all kinds of rumors, like there might be a Codex Imperial Knights coming sometime this year. Which, yeah, they've said that. That would be really interesting. that would be them doubling down on the custody's ideal of quality over quantity. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, This is my uh, two thousand yeah, point you, army.
1: There's five models, two knights, three baby yeah. <laughs> knights. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> done. <laughs> um,
0: but no, the the armigers are really cool. They, yeah, they call the armiger war glaives Is their mm. sort of technical name? Uh, as much as we want it to be baby knights, yeah, but that's what we're going to call them. Um, Law <laughs> wise, um, they got the the lore's quite cool as well because mm. obviously the the full scale full scale knights are manned by high nobles within their particular houses in the imperium whereas these are manned by people lower down the chain so they've yeah. got a baby knight you've got to prove yourself <laughs> so they could be a sort of lesser no- noble for example i mean they're mm-hmm. sort of right at the bottom of the barrel they're just sort of not high up in the top either so which is really cool um yeah. or there's someone that's not they could be like a you know a cousin or relative of them mm-hmm. as well or someone yeah. low born you know i think that's really cool way of yeah, introducing yeah. them in the law actually justifies why they're there
1: mm. and like for someone trying to get into a night house like this is your foot in the door technically speaking.
0: yeah exactly right. so like right okay we'll, we'll trust you with the smaller version mm. and if you prove yourself yeah. you can have the big boy
1: <laughs> yeah well well it's um, like you know you've shown that you can drive and pilot like really well however uncle boris hasn't died yet and his will is still open <laughs> So until <laughs> until he gets shot down, you're gonna to
0: have to pilot yeah, the baby on. knight. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But they they their their rules are really cool as well. They're mm. they're really fast. They got a 14 inch move. Uh, toughness, their yeah, toughness seven, twelve wounds, so they can take yeah. quite a battering. Three plus yeah. save, uh, ion shield as well. Um, weapons wise, they've got a, a thermal spear, which is. Yeah. Re, um, a melter type weapon but like a uh, massive which is, range
1: melter weapon
0: yeah thir- 30 inch range, assault d3 strength a, ap minus 4 d6 damage and you can if and, you're within
1: 15 roll 2d6 and pick the highest instead that's right, yep, as the ability which, which is thing, awesome that thing is ridiculous, it's assault d3 as well you run forwards you can do up to 3 of those shots
0: <laughs> yep and, you know, awesome
1: with 15 inch for the melter range Like you can start 29 inches mm. away and still run up yeah. close enough to get the potential three pick the highest damage shots. That's really good for tank hunting.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they are. They, like you said, they're, they're tank hunters and or or the larger, you know, single models as yeah. opposed to they're not, they won't be very good at dealing with the chaff. Unfortunately, they're not, no. that's not their strong point, but like yeah. I said, is going for other vehicles. Yeah. On it.
1: Well, like I would imagine because the Imperial Knights themselves can do the stomp attacks against infantry mm. Just you know, mm-hmm. make a bunch of attacks at lower strength. I have a feeling these guys won't be able to do that, and that is why they are specialized tank hunters.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't disagree with that. Mm. Um and they come with a Reaper Chain Cleaver, which sounds yeah. awesome. <laughs> Reaper Chain Cleaver. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is a melee weapon, uh strength times two, AP minus three, uh three damage. Yeah. Um so you can have up, you know, with four attacks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Is you pretty can do good. a lot. You can do a lot with them, I think especially yeah. if you're running them in front of a regular night, because mm-hmm. <laughs> then it's target priority. We take the fast moving things that can come in and knock out a couple of our tanks or we focus on the actual night, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. It's, um. I, th- I think points wise, they I don't think they've announced it yet. They're I could be wrong. but expensive, th- I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. They- well, I, th- I think they're, they're going to come around the 300 mark, I Probably. think. I think that's yeah. why, because I think a full night is sort of five to 600, depending on what yeah. you kit them with. So yeah, I think they're around, they'll be in the 300s oh. or so. So, so you know, to be fair, you're getting quite a lot of points, really. You oh, know, yeah. if you consider that, you know, you're getting two of those, plus you're getting a Tech, Tech Priest Citaris Dominus and, and Citaris. a Scutaris, you know, that's a, that's a nice, decent start. Um, and what I'm tempted to do, I, I think I said to you before, where mm. I think maybe on our website, I'm tempted to write a, you know, a few ideas for people say, right, okay, here yeah. you go. If you, got, you know, do this, if you bought this box set, this is what you could expand it to yeah. if, yeah. you know, as and when. So, yeah, yeah so that's the the Admex side, of, side things. of things. And uh, like I said, you got the Necron Force, which is you get a Cryptek, which is yep. the first plastic Cryptek, yeah. I believe. And he comes with um, a
1: special piece of war gear because he gets the Econoptic yeah, the... Cloak, which he's riding mm-hmm. on a Scarab. He's, he's on a hoverboard. Oh, new tech! Yep. Exactly. Mean,
0: it means he can fly, basically. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, yeah. That's a really. It's an again nice looking model as well. Yeah. It really is a really good miniature. Um, and you get a, a squad of five lynch guard. Uh, you get all Lynchguard, guard, and you get uh, five immortals and yep. three uh, can of tech rates. So it's a, yeah. So it's it's really cool actually because yeah. it's a nice mix of stuff you get with that for mm, Necron Force.
1: Yeah. Uh, you definitely get a lot more for the Admech Force in terms of time Yeah,
0: it is weighted towards them, um, to be honest. It, um, it
1: usually is, in the starter sets.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, But, you know, for anyone that wants to get into Necrons, it's nothing to sniff at. It's a nice yeah. way to start yeah. off the, the Force, really. Um, I think some people were a bit disappointed with the Necron side of things of this box set because you're not getting anything particularly new and fancy. I know, yeah. obviously, the Cryptech, to a degree, but you know that people looking and going look baby nights <laughs> why are we not getting something like that but yeah you know they're, they have to draw the line somewhere really yeah. so but again it's going to be a real good starter box set for anyone that wants to get into those uh what a lot of people i'm sure will be doing is they'll be getting maybe chipping in with their you know their friends you know like right i want to start necrons you want to start admec let's go halves on the box set mm. there you go get a cheap <laughs> you know really cheap uh, starter set it's i mean from our side of the water it's 95 pounds which i think is 160 us dollars and for you yeah. it's what two thousand
1: sixty <laughs> five. Yeah. Uh, so the yeah the australian pricing once again boys <laughs> yeah
0: hit hard like i said I'll, I'll send you over a copy it'll be yeah, cheaper <laughs> you would not believe how much
1: cheaper that would be <laughs>
0: I can imagine,
1: like what thirty bucks <laughs> shipping for something that big still puts it only like two hundred and ten ish Australian yeah. dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit ridiculous.
0: It's a shame, but it's, uh, it's yeah. Weird
1: it's... though, because like some things are now cheaper in Australia than it, over in. Yeah, decade. I remember you like, saying. Yeah, because the um for upcoming daughters of Cain, uh, mm. the cold the cauldron of blood is actually like two pounds equivalent cheaper here. And I don't know. Yeah, why.
0: it's really weird, isn't it? Why? <laughs> they thought, oh, yeah, we'll give them something and then we'll hammer you for <laughs> all the other really cool stuff. Yeah. To be fair, I'm um, glad. it's like
1: the most versatile kit in the Doors of the Cain army, at least. But... Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> if it's going to be anything, let it be that. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, yeah, but anyway, so. uh, back on topic. Um, mm. So we got the Necrons, we got the Admech. Uh, just looking through the actual official pre-order page, you also get rules for atmospheric conditions. So, yes, you corrosive do. rains, dust storms, uh, you get a, a few missions together because it's got, like, a little campaign narrative to it. Uh, you get rules and background for all the Mechanicus and Necron stuff, uh, points values as well for match play. Uh, you get yep. the core rules for 40k. Um, you also get a softback book which has all the art and stuff, but also has a, just a ton of information. And I think part of why this box has come out is it's also to start advancing the narrative again.
0: It is, yeah. Yeah. Is, it's it's all yeah. about blackstone.
1: Yeah, which is um anti psychic rock, basically.
0: Yeah, it's yeah, they it was quite good as well on the Wama community website, they've started Delving into a bit of the uh, Blackstone Law, yeah, um, yeah. which sort of explains you know roughly what it's about. I mean, basically, it's it's uh, it can be used in one of two ways. Mm. Um, it can be used to suppress parts of the warp, or it can be used to amplify yeah. <laughs> parts of the warp. So it's it's one of two things. Um, and obviously, for until the uh, until Abaddon or Abaddon, however mm. you want to pronounce his name, uh, <laughs> before he destroyed Cadia. He, uh, they, they were using that in the part of the Cadian Gate to mm. basically, you know, hold back the Eye of Terror. Mm. Um, as, and, but then obviously now this is what's, what's kicked off this war between, um, the Necrons and the Admech is yeah. obviously the Necrons want it. Uh, the Admech want it. They just want it for obviously different reasons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Necrons want it to, you know, create super weapons and, and create really, you know, Weird dangerous stuff, stuff with it. Whereas the Admech, yeah. Uh AdMec want it to basically Create super
1: weapons and do really weird stuff with it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well
0: no, their official reason <laughs> <laughs> we know that's the real. We know that's the real reason why Listen, they want it. But, we know uh, the Ad-Mech
1: are corrupted by the Necrons. I we know, know. We I was, know the Void Dragon it, is asleep on Mars. It is foretold. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it just made me laugh when the,
0: when I was reading. Like, yeah, the Admecca want it to you know to save the universe. They want it no, to sort of no. you know tie the the Great Rift back together. Like, no, they don't. <laughs> they want to turn it into Death Stars and destroy yeah. stuff. They want to they want to implement it into their soldiers so they can get rid of like any human. Yeah. remains that are still left inside, like Skitari and stuff. they yeah, turn into exactly. Their own super soldiers. They, don't don't give us that. That's not uh, what they wanted. Oh,
1: uh, actually, you know what? This is really setting up. It's setting up. What's that? It's setting up Primaris Skitari, now enhanced with Blackstone. No. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: no. that would be great. It would, mm. No, I no, it wouldn't actually. No, that'd just be weird. Like, it's, it's, <laughs> but no, you're right. Hey, that's another, that's another of your future projects. <laughs>
1: yeah, just get mm. them and make them each like a half inch taller somehow. <laughs> <laughs> just, just,
0: I mean, Scutari are awesome anyway. They're a yeah, really cool idea rad. behind them. Yeah, Man. they're really good. And oh, we'll, we'll cover. I think. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> right,
1: I just had a flashback to. Before I stopped doing the hobby for a while, I had this was before Admech had official rules, and I thought, wouldn't mm-hmm. it be a cool idea to do a full Admech army and use the Tyranid rules and have, ah. like, have like the synapse represent tech priests exerted control of yeah. Skatari and servitors and stuff? Yeah, Damn, yeah I never that did would that. work. I mean, I should do that no.
0: time. <laughs> I mean, obviously, with the like the castle and robots, you get a bit something similar where obviously the um is it the data smith i think they call yeah, I yeah. Think the guy the guy that carries mm. hangs around to make sure they don't turn into killer robots <laughs> i love the cast and robots yeah. i know it's like going off topic here but they're, they're such a God. cool they look like 1950s space robots and yeah, yeah the the fact that they after the battle if they're not programmed correctly or say that mm. the the, the data smith is you know has died in the in the battle yeah, they yeah. can just carry on killing because they'll do whatever their last order is yeah, <laughs> yeah keep, really keep killing dumb. for days <laughs> it's yeah brilliant. it's it, mm. it's so it's funny because it's it's so not ad as well because they're so yeah, hot yeah. on what they're doing that but then actually saying that they do like to look to the past they don't they sort of they're an odd one the ad they sort of move mm. on but then they don't at the same time yeah and i suppose the cast and the robot is a perfect example of that yeah
1: yeah exactly no, so, yeah, I had, I had, like, ideas for, like, because um, Turvagon spawns, mm-hmm. so I'm like, how would you do that? It's like, oh, I'd get a rhino, I'd make it a walker, and then I'd just open the front out into basically a mouth, and it's just a, a factory that scoops up dead soldiers and turns them into bolt gun servitors. <laughs> Man, why did I never do that? That was an awesome idea. <laughs> <laughs> I literally just remembered so- I did that. <laughs> but
0: I, I know it sounds silly, but I've... Always thought that if that, not this would ever happen, but if they Mm. sort of did what happened with the end times in the Warhammer Fantasy side of things, Mm. and they sort of decided to like almost scrap it, and there was like one final battle before it all went uh, tits up, is that I think that the last two would be Admech and Tyranids. I think they would be the two two of the last (laughs) races still fighting out, because obviously Tyranids, you know, come from all the other galaxies, all this rumor that, you know, eventually they are going to take over the whole universe. Mm. They'll come in, and Admech will just be just doing its thing. Maybe Necrons will still be in there as well, but Admech will still be there, you know, (laughs) because everyone's fully automated and, yeah, they'll just be there doing their thing.
1: No, entirely possible. So, yeah. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, so we're excited about Forgebane. It is going to be a really cool box set and I'm going to get it once I can afford it. (laughs) I will
1: (laughs) probably not get it, but I might buy bits off eBay. Who knows? Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. Watch out for <laughs> on eBay. There's going to be people selling stuff off, oh, especially yeah. Necrons. No offence, Necrons, but you're going to be yeah uh, probably put on there more because most people are going to go for AdMac. Well, the Necrons um, are happy, poll. like I said, <laughs> they're
1: going to get so many good yeah.
0: deals. Exactly, and I mean that's and that's the thing. I think that's what happened with people with de- with death guard mm. in uh, as well with the you know because obviously a lot of people did gravitate towards Primaris marines because they space marines are the most popular yeah. whereas obviously people start realizing like you st- you know said at the start of this episode you know death guard are cool They're these so are really good. cool They're miniature so <laughs> right i'll, I'll, I'll start <laughs> come down cameron no <laughs> come down i've got to pay <laughs> <laughs> i'll set you off again <laughs> um and yeah, it, it, there's going to be some really good deals for Necron. So mm. yeah, so that's mm. um, that's Forge Bane, and I think that's the news. There's yeah, been a lot, I think to, so. I mean, and there's going to be still more. I think oh, you know what's going to be there mm. in the next you know when we record the next episode. Look, but they
1: probably announced we'll be something there. while we're recording this. Yeah, probably. <laughs> no, yeah, either.
0: exactly. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't surprise me. So, um, so yeah, so that's the news. Uh, and like I said we're going to take another quick break, and then we're going to go into the Daughters of Cain Battle Tome. Yes.
1: yes. Oh. <laughs>
0: hello and welcome back and now we're going to go on to the main part of the show where we're going to talk about the daughters of Cain Battle Tome. Mm-hmm. Hoorah. hoorah so last episode we <laughs> were just gushing over the daughters of Cain mm. uh miniatures that were being released at the time obviously now they're out mm. and now they've got battletome here it is we're set them so i'm going to tap it there it is. Cameron, do you want to? There we go. He's yeah. got a battle tome as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like I said, we're going to go through the battle tome, uh, not literally page and word by word. Mm. We're just going to sort of summarize what it's contained. We're going to go into the lore, what's the the key bits that you need to know. Uh, and then we'll just, get, like I said, talk about the background of the daughters. And then we'll sort of, again, skim over the, the rules a bit, just what sort are of the cool bits and mm. Um, mm. yeah, and go from there. So uh, before we start, Cameron, what's your overall thoughts over this?
1: Uh, what, the book as a whole? Yeah. I love it. It is super awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know I know, I said this last time with the miniatures, but this book has... It's not a super big book, but none of the Battle Tomes no. are these days, it seems. Are these days, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's got a bunch of cool lore. It's important because it not only helps move the story forward a bit in regards to like what's been done with Slaanesh and things, it also fills in the background a lot as well, Uh, because, you know, you hear lots of things about what Malarion and Tyrion and Teclas were all doing for the last few thousand Mm -hmm. years and everything as well. You hear, of course, everything Marathi was doing. Um, Yeah, no, I just really like it for for how much it sort of expands and fills things out from a sort of in-world lore perspective. Um, and yeah, I would not. I would agree with that. Yeah, it's super flavorful, super characterful. It gets across the feeling of the faction really well, I think. Like, it is mm-hmm. consistently sort of dark and brutal and nihilistic, as befits the followers of Cain. <laughs> um, but every now and again, you just get that hint of a twist, and that is Marathi's influence in the book. twisting, Absolutely. Twisting things so it goes her way. And th- this is mm-hmm. great, because, like, just on the, on the general subject of Marathi... I first, yeah. I first heard about her when I read the Malice Darkblade books. Um, oh, I used to love yeah. Malice
0: Darkblade. He's, a, he's amazing. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, she. I, I, if I'm remembering right, she had like a couple cameo appearances for a few bits. In yeah, there. she did. Yeah. And she was this really awesome evil schemer and stuff. Apparently during the end times and the sort of the latter editions of Warhammer Fantasy Battle, she kind of just got slowly written out for the most part. Uh, mm mm-hmm. <laughs> Sort of, yeah, Sort of got reduced and reduced, but she is back in full force. Uh, they make no mention of the old, old the old latter editions of Warhammer fantasy lore for her, so as far as I'm concerned, she's back to the original version of badass, schema cultist permanently. Uh,
0: yep. <laughs> yep, that sums her up.
1: Yeah. Yep. No, uh, it does super good job characterizing faction, especially the faction's leader Marathi. The rules are really cool as well. They've got some really interesting stuff they do. Um and the art is beautiful uh and terrifying yeah. because it's a bunch of women <laughs> with knives. <laughs>
0: Murder elves. Um yeah, yeah I th- I think you've summarized that really well because they what I like about them both from reading the battle tome mm. and obviously what's been released they're, they're straight to the point as well. No pun mm. intended mm-hmm. with the knives. Um they they <laughs> they they just, you know, like I said they know what they are. They know who mm. they are. They know what they do, and that's what's great about it. that's like you're just saying. Obviously, the battle tome is quite light on the ground compared to others. But I think it. it well, the good thing is it gives you as much as you need. Yeah. That you yeah. need to know, and, and like, unlike and you've alluded to, you need to know about Marathi as a, and her background because she is so key yeah, to this yeah. particular force. Well, she, you know, they wouldn't be what they are without her. Exactly. <laughs> she, is, she is massive, massive part of this.
1: Exactly. Um.
0: Yeah. So yeah, and it, like I said, it does give you a lot of. Awesome background, and and it like said, like you said, it f- does further story. And obviously, we now find out what's happening with Slanesh, which has mm. been a bit of a uh, up in uh, the air situation. This book is almost like fifteen we'll
1: percent mentions, I think, by the way, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, Every second exactly. page has the word Slanesh on it. I'm pretty sure. Like I leap, <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I yeah. don't think that's even a joke. I leap through. It's like Slanesh this, <laughs> Slanesh that. Here, here, yeah, here yeah. they are fighting the servants of Sladesh I'm like, it's great. I've missed, I've missed them so much. They're back.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, the, this is what's good. There's no, yeah, you know, they, they just settled a few points on this, haven't they? They've yeah. settled, go right. This is what's happening. This is why they, they are what they are. And mm-hmm. what I like about, it, again, what we're going to go into is that all the different troops all, are there for a reason. You know, the background. Why are they, mm-hmm. why do they exist? Oh, right. Because of that, you know, and which we'll again get into in a minute. Mm-hmm. And uh, which I think in some sections of Age of Sigma, it's been lacking, hasn't it? Where yeah. there's, you know, those certain details that people out there like you, myself, and everyone else out there has just been craving, like, you know, come on, just tell us what, what has actually happened before, what, mm-hmm. why has mm-hmm. this happened, rather than just being all wishy-washy, which it's, which is double-edged, because obviously you've got a situation where you know, Warhammer Fantasy Law was very, this is what it is, you knew what it was about, yeah. and you know, see yeah. had 30 years of that, whereas obviously Age of Signa- Sigmar is, <laughs> you know, up in the air, and and, and such. so now they've obviously decided to be more concise with it and go, right, no, here is what's going on. Obviously, the good side to that, to a degree, is for people, especially when you're doing like narrative play and things mm. like that, you can make stories up a bit easier yeah, because,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, world's your oyster, do what you want. Mm. Whereas I think now, now a couple of years on, they need, this is what they've realized they need to start doing, go, right, okay, we need to actually start clarifying things for people. Yeah, You know, where is Sinesh? What's been happening to him? You know, you can't, yeah, you, know, you can't just say, "Oh, he's been having a doze for, <laughs> for a year well,
1: or two. Well, that's kind of what uh, they said in the end. Which but. is sort of, yeah,
0: which is sort of <laughs> true, but at least there's actually some good context to it. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. Oh man.
0: So yeah, so let's let's get into the the background here of uh, the daughters. Right, out. so Please. yeah. Oh, God, there that, we go. That, first,
1: that first piece of art of Marathi as the High Oracle this is so good. Yes, Standing she, she looks. Some... Yeah.
0: Which one do you prefer, actually, out of the two forms? Do you prefer, um, you know, sh- uh, the Oracle or the Shadow Queen? I
1: really I really love both of them. I kind of like the Oracle better because it implies so much. Like, from a subtlety standpoint, like, if you look at the model properly, she has, her hair is woven into braids that, are, mm-hmm. that end in snake jewellery, like snakehead jewellery and things like that. There are all these allusions to what she really is, but it keeps subtle, and that is so in-character, marathi for me that i think i really like the oracle version better that said the the medusa terrifying monster is so good as well (laughs) like they're they're both absolutely amazing models um yes
0: absolutely right okay so let's start with kane yeah okay so we love kane Kane, we love (laughs) we love kane um he is the uh, right actually before we start yeah um with elves, a elves and things yeah. like that, this whole situation. You know, yeah. anyone listening, if we're saying the words elves or elven, mm. you know, I fair, know some people get a I'm bit funny. I'm pretty
1: sure you pronounce it the same way anyway. It's like how yeah. demon has an a in it, but you still say demons and demon or. Demon. But then
0: I'm, 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 people start. I've certain people start to say a elves. So I'm That's not, too much I, effort. That's a whole extra syllable. Yeah. it's not <laughs> too elegant. Much <laughs> yeah, you no, know. no. So yeah, we're going to be old school elves. elves, elven. Okay, right. So Kane is the elven god of murder. And um, more, who technically.
1: is? Technically, depending who you war, ask.
0: Technically, yeah. yeah, but he's well more known for his murder. And he's mm. um, starting off on this uh, battle tome. He's supposedly been destroyed. Okay. Uh, by not, the Chaos Gods.
1: Not, not even supposedly. This is where they give us hard law. Cain has been destroyed by the Chaos Gods.
0: Well, it, it, it's, it's. Well, sorry, when I say supposedly, it's that it actually says was said to have been destroyed. It's yeah. very sort of like, well, that's what we. You're right. And, he has yeah. been destroyed. And then by a paragraph later, God, they're like,
1: Corn but- put him in a furnace, beat him into several thousand pieces, and then took the last piece he couldn't beat, squeezed it for eight days for like eight years or something straight. And they finally got tied and threw that last piece out into the mortal realms. <laughs> yes.
0: Which is the Iron Heart of Kane. Yeah, Kane, is, um, Kane is very so, dead. <laughs> yes. He's been, he's, is in, dead.
1: he's been made into a lot of axes for bloodthirsters, actually. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. It's, I, I don't know, how do you feel about that? Um, Kane getting a beating like that.
1: I, I think it's interesting because um, Kane, Kane is a part of the, the elven pantheon and, like, there are obvious. I'm not going to say correlations, obvious direct similarities with the Eldari uh, Pantheon in 40k. Um, there, in, in Warhammer Fantasy, there was always this implication that the Elven Pantheon was somewhat slightly cyclical, like things could change and the gods could die and new gods might rise up in the next cycle, which was kind of what the end times sort of was about, in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, feels, it feels, again, this is coming back to Slaanesh, it is basically the fall of the Eldar all over again. All yeah, of all yeah. of the Elven gods are dead. They've been killed by the Chaos Gods. Um, you yeah. know, for for the Eldar it was all of the Eldar gods are dead except for Comora and uh Kegorak who ran away into the webway. Uh Ish Ishtar Isha uh who got saved quotation marks from Slaanesh by Nurgle and Kane. Mm-hmm who was beaten to death by corn, thrown out into the real world, and just scattered into pieces. This is basically what's happened again. And I really liked yeah. that, actually, because there was always this disconnect between fantasy and 40k, where, in fantasy, all the elven gods are alive and just doing their thing, and they didn't have as rich a history for their gods either. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas in 40k, the Eldar gods were really awesome. They had a full background with the war in heaven and all that kind of stuff, which just was not really there for the fantasy side of things. I like that they've gone so far to say no. The elven gods are dead. Your new gods are the old heroes, which is really awesome. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, it's nice because it's it's given them a chance to actually be part of this. Like I said, Teclas, Tyrion, Malarian, who is actually Malaketh, mm-hmm. um, you It's good that actually they've actually managed to put these. You know, people back in it because obviously, for a lot of people, the switch from fantasy to Age of Sigma, a lot of people have been lost.
2: Yeah,
1: you know, they've hit the re- <laughs> they've hit a reset button, and every, obviously, certain people have survived. Every single scary
0: <laughs> character except <the> <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So. You know, we're in this situation. This, I think by doing this, even though it sounds harsh that they've literally just destroyed Kane, um, and what he stands for, it's funny because mm. the fact he, it's now created this really funny and interesting backstory for the daughters. The fact yeah. that they now are almost living on a lie. <laughs> I think it's, yeah. it's fantastic that they, that they've introduced this. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll go into that yeah, in more yeah. depth, but, um, so yeah. So again, we're just doing the overall background here. So. The uh, the daughters, you know, they're doing what they've always done. They're built, they're building shrines, Worshipping. Um, well, yeah, worship, <laughs> and, and uh, um, they're hated. They're hated by their enemies because of what mm. they do, and they're very a very distrusted um, force by even by their allies. Yeah,
1: Ex- except for like a few factions of Stormcast who are like, yeah, you're really cool.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, which says a bit more yeah. about the Stormcast. I think in yeah. some ways, yeah, maybe um, which. You know, it depends which I mean, way you look at it.
1: Slide aside for when we're later in the book, that is cool. There is actually rules to represent that, which is awesome.
0: Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> and so I think, like I said, we need to uh, talk about Marathi to yeah. really sort of yeah. <laughs> give some context. Because um, basically, cause switching in, when she comes now into the Age Sigma world, um, mm-hmm. she basically wakes up... Um, I think, yeah, she says that she's literally falling from the sky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, whoa, what's going on? <laughs> um, and basically she ends up saving herself um, and re- basically retreats to the realm of shadows, which is Olgu. Yeah, yeah. Very appropriate for her. Um, and when she... Or awakes um she finds herself in a serpentine form mm, yeah. um, which obviously freaks her out yeah. because obviously she's a character that's been very driven by her vanity and the way she looks she's very uh, she mm. in, the, in the olden times in the world it was she gained a lot of her you know her power and progression by seducing the right sort of people you know so uh, whereas now mm. she's in a serpentine form she's like oh this is awkward. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, and she basically, by gathering magic from the realm she's in, she starts using it to basically trying to form her elven form mm-hmm. to how she sort of almost used to look like, which explains the two miniatures, yeah, <laughs> the two yeah. forms, the Oracle the and the Shadow Queen version. So mm-hmm. she's basically suppressing the Shadow Queen version of herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then she wanders the land. Sort of uh, a bit lost, you know. She's yeah. sort of coming to yeah. terms with what's happened, don't know really what's going on. Um, and then, quite conveniently, she finds Malarian. Yeah. Now, Malarian is Malaketh. Now, Malaketh, in the old world, it was in that he was the main leader of the Dark Elves, uh, the mm-hmm. Witch King and he, was also he is the basically
1: phoenix king at the end of it <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah 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 if you want yeah if you want to get technical yeah he was <laughs> actually the phoenix king uh when things got muddy in the old times uh sorry the end times yeah. and uh basically yeah Mal- 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 malarian sorry malakath has now reached godhood and he's now become malarian mm um not and i like said they bump reasons. in no not at all N- <laughs> they would never do such a thing <laughs> uh, so <laughs> uh so yeah so he's no Balarian, which is great really because yeah. ultimately even though he's got a name change um it's uh he's still malekith yeah and that's cool because malekith was one of the best so characters cool. in Azali. Yeah. Exactly. so he's back in it um they come across each other um and in in essence uh, they they still hate each other this is this is mother and son yeah. by the way yeah. um, technically <laughs> uh, they've got a bad his, you know history together you know mm. we could be here all day with their history oh, yeah. um so so they hate each other but they realize come on we need to we need to join forces here mm. because ultimately we're not neither of us are going to get anywhere yeah, obviously yeah. for marathi that's music to her ears because she's like great I'm a bit lost at the moment I don't know what's going on yeah. <laughs> I need you I, know, don't I need something either, which is exactly telling. so she exactly um so they base up ended up joining Sigma as mm. part of his pantheon of gods uh, of, for obvious reasons, Marathi is distrusted. Yeah, um, they, a because lot they realise the gods links...
1: remember Marathi.
0: Exactly, <laughs> like, they remember her links to Sinesh, for well, example.
1: Yeah. <laughs> also, like one thing to point out, Marathi is actually technically older than Sigma. I believe because mm-hmm. Sig- Sigma was born before he like forged the Empire, but Morathi was around for thousands of years before the Empire was.
0: Before forged. that, yeah, she, yeah. She is she's been around for a long time.
1: Probably the oldest character in Age of Sigma now.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, I would actually say that. Yeah, yeah. and like, I can't think of any off the top of my head that were older. Mm. Yeah, because all the like Tyrion Techless there, like they're old, not as old a bit as younger.
1: Are. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Not not by much. Yeah, so but... she's been yeah no no but so yeah
0: so she's been around for a long while and um, like i said she's now distrusted you know they, they remember mm. what she's you know they sort of they've you know begrudged more grudgingly have accepted mm. her into yeah. the you know it's almost like malarian <laughs> has had a word on her behalf like yeah look, guys don't worry she's she's good now don't worry look, it's she my, may be my, it's my mom it's my mom God, let yeah mom it's my mom into,
1: let mom into the club
0: yeah exactly <laughs> look she wants to be part of the team she said sorry Let's get, let's have a right, um, and then you know time goes on for a bit, and then troublemaker Nagash. Uh, Nagash. He, <laughs> up oh, to something. Nagash! He's always <laughs> he is he's always up to trouble. Oh, I guess, he basically. No, right, hold on, uh,
1: I guess Nagash is the oldest one.
0: Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's. Yeah. You're right. There actually, isn't the, There we go. We've we've, we've sorted it. Um, so so yeah. So he he basically ends up revealing her true form. Yeah. When I said when as in true form, her serpentine they, form. They,
1: they get they get in a little bit of a fight, and Nagash hits her yeah. a little too hard, and she just loses it and starts trying to throttle. Yeah. She holds a serpent. That she, yeah.
0: Yeah. She goes into beast mode.
1: Um, <laughs>
0: Literally. And. Yeah, literally <laughs> into beast mode, um, and obviously because of that, she mm. ends up leaving. She's like, you know, embarrassed and yeah, and like, no, I don't want any part. Of, I don't any part of this anymore. And and basically, and <laughs> for her trouble, um, uh, Malarian who is liked. (laughs) He's actually, you know, he's the liked one, which obviously annoys her even more. Uh, He gives her a plot of land.
1: (laughs) You say say a a plot of land, like he has 13 full kingdoms, and he claims the entire (laughs) land of shadows, and he's like, you can have that hill in the area where when anyone goes there, they go insane, because it's so weird and twisted yeah Is that, it's it's you're yeah. Just Putting his it's like a really a weird granny code. flat like. yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: Here you go mama go over there <laughs> oh my god it's brilliant yeah. so she ends up building uh hagnar mm. um on, on this plot of land <laughs> um and she basically stews there for a while you know mm. sort of Start again you know like i said she's pissed off and mm. etc so then after a while malarian comes back to her and says look mum need your help we've got a game plan we need to save our we need to save our elves okay yeah yeah so this is a good bit this is a bit where now wow. we start hearing what's happening to all the elves what's happening to slanesh mm. and all that
1: this bit is so good <laughs> so, so, so um yeah uh so Solanesh has been strangely absent from Age of Sigma up to this point. Mm-hmm. He has. That's because he didn't want to be found. Because he was. Yeah. He had grown so fat on the millions of elf souls that he had eaten that he had literally hidden himself away for millennia to try and just digest <laughs> them. Like he,
0: he's. he's- Oh. Yeah, he's basically having a, he's having a post buffet nap.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean, <laughs> it's like it's like you've gone to a buffet eating too much. You're like, oh, I need to sleep. That's basically yeah, what he Yeah. Done.
1: Like, I, I got the image of like Jabba the Hut in BDSM gear just hanging out, <laughs> trying to trying to digest <laughs> all these all these elf souls that he had. <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Yeah. Um. But <laughs> but uh, Tyr- Techless it was was it um Tyr- no Tyr- yes. Tyrion and Teclis tracked him down because they yeah. are gods of light and they can apparently see anything if they think hard enough about
0: it. It's to do with uh, Zeench, basically. Ah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, it's, it's yeah off. Yeah, basically, Zeench found Sanesh and through that, Teclas and Tyrion have found him, Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah he's like that. So they've tipped him off. So Zeench's gone, <clears throat> don't want to say anything, he, he's over there. He's just <laughs> yeah, over there. But, um, yeah, yeah, so...
1: So this, this is a really cool plan. Um, mm. So Techlist sees Marathi snake form and goes, you look like slanesh Have you ever been in contact <laughs> with slanesh And everyone's just like, uh... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Don't go there! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um,
1: but she she sort of talked about her time inside slanesh's belly, which is apparently not a great place to be. Um, Understandably. But she managed to develop spells or something to force slanesh to spit her up effectively yeah he he vomits her out yeah yeah which is why she's she's full when she wakes up
0: exactly she's been basically this is the first time she reveals it to everyone so prior Mm. to all this it's been a every time anyone said like what's been going on she's like i don't want to talk about it yeah so now she's going like yeah i better tell you this is quite relevant now i better tell you Mm. i made slanesh sick (laughs) he's he's you know he basically vomited me (laughs) Uh, out
1: that's a rough (laughs) thing to admit isn't it i was i was the one nasty like Gnarly and stubborn enough to make Slanesh spit me up. <laughs> yeah,
0: of, of all, all the people, of all billions of souls.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: So that that's so. Yeah. So she obviously tells him because now because basically at this point now you've got this this um, Elven super team at the moment. Oh, now yeah. you've got Techless Tyrion yeah, Valerian and Marathi. <laughs> the, the Elven, elven
1: the yeah. Elven, Avengers. Yeah, Elvengers. <laughs> I knew we were going to go there. <laughs> the, yeah. So. They,
0: elf vendors so, yeah so basically they've they've teamed up mm. and uh you know coming up with this team this this you know game plan now. Yeah. so they basically trap him by using and they themselves trap him, as bait yeah yeah well I think why not you know he he, he loves a good elf so <laughs> Again, he, you know like- these are these are
1: I'm sorry, just like all the elven gods on a platter and like little maid outfits yeah. or something. Like, oh, oh Mr. Slinner, show me.
0: Yeah, they trap him between di- between dimensions or between, um, between um, realms. So he's realms, between. Yeah, sorry.
1: Hi-ish and Ulgu. So he's between. Yeah. Light, the literally between the realms of light and shadow.
0: Yeah, uh, and then they basically turn him into a pinata, don't they? <laughs> they, they start extracting souls from him. <laughs> they start mm. smacking him, and not, see all these soul, all these elven souls start yeah, basically yeah. coming out of him. I, don't, um, I, I kind of
1: imagine it more as like a vacuum cleaner process. <laughs> like they, they just kind of, they, yeah, they just kind of stuck the stuck the tube down his throat, and like, come on, come on, yeah, like, like
0: having your stomach pumped after too <laughs> yeah. much drink. Like, come on, actually, that's a very good
1: <laughs> a, a very good allegory for it.
0: Yeah, analogy. Yeah. 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 So it's basically, yeah, that's basically what they're doing to him. Um, So, because obviously now Marathi's been part of this team, Mm. and because of her help, they basically, as a reward, Mm. they all start taking elven souls for their own. Plans really yeah. like you have some, everyone, you know, they basically divvy all the rewards yeah. up. They get everyone gets <laughs> um,
1: a third, I believe, is the idea because they need to keep Slanish in balance completely so no side can get yes. more than the other.
0: No, exactly. They, they try they, no, they to keep it level. Remember that, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Remember that later when we talk
0: about something else where they're supposed to have equal amounts. Um, so basically, so she takes her reward mm. and starts creating a cauldron, mm-hmm. um, which is basically. What is now going to be used, which we go on to later, the um, her sort of elite troops, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is the uh, Malusi and Kinari, yeah, Kinari, um, which are you know the sort of new troops that we see. So basically, mm-hmm. she uses these souls to you know to create these. Yeah, um, she then gets named as the High Oracle. Mm. Well, she names she's, herself High Oracle. Well, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I mean, she, yeah, she's like, hang on. Look what I've just done. I'm going to call myself hierarchical. because she yeah. realizes that now she's got, now she's in a position of power. I have, you know, she's starting to get her power back. She's now getting Elven souls, mm. you know, on a on a plate for her. So she's like, right now, what you know, what can I do with this? So she, like I said, she decides to basically go full on Kane. She's yeah. like, yes, yeah. we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to get all the witch elves. We're going to build these new, um, um, new troops and we're going to go all out. Okay. Mm. We're going to, yeah. I'm going to devote myself to, you know, spread in the word of Cain and I'm going to get all my troops involved and we're going to yep. go to town. Yep. That's basically what she does. Um, so what she starts doing to and this is all part of this lie yeah. um is she starts sending a lot of witch elves out mm. on uh shard quests yeah so basically as we said earlier where kane's in a lot of uh pieces she's basically saying to these elves you know to give them some purpose right go mm. on go go and find these shards and yeah you know, yeah kill kill anyone in your way yeah and <laughs> Just all the all the forces
1: of order to go hmm Sure, a lot of witch elves yeah. showing up these days. Where are they all yeah. coming from? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. An odd number. So, <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: so um, and I think it says that the, the first souls were um, were like weak and they ended up being male um, slaves, basically. So it's cause...
1: not the first ones. It's just any that are too weak become uh, males. Okay. Uh, so, And this is like deliberately because Marathi made the new souls this way. Like if you're born male, your soul becomes weaker and you become a weak willed servant, basically.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: yeah. it's setting up like a, a really strict matriarchal society.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's which they've always been like that. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's no surprise they've done that in, in Age of Sigma as well. But it's the daughters um, of Cain,
1: not the children of Cain. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Yeah, get it right. Um <laughs> so yeah, so the shard quests are also used to help prevent rebellion. I mm-hmm. think it's because obviously she realizes that she's got all these witch elves. Now, just to clarify, the the witch elves and the sisters of slaughter mm-hmm. are the elves that are already there in yeah. in the realm. So they're not the ones that are made from the souls no. that are coming from SNESH. That has been devoted to creating um. The what well, they call the skethborn. Yeah, the skethborn. Oh. Yeah. Although I, Skefborn I think it might pl- not
1: be entirely that either. I think the skethborn were among the first, and she can make them whenever she wants. But I think she sh- she can make regular witch elves too, because this is more like there are souls available if someone is born. Yeah. I it,
0: it, I, I don't disagree with that. It just doesn't really clarify it, it it's either not way. Super it's clear on that. No, I, I don't disagree that she can probably create anything from what she got. So it's just that I suppose the she probably tries to use the the souls purely f- more for the scathborn just yeah, to yeah you know because um, obviously they're the height you know higher up in the rankings. But mm. but like I said, there is a lot of witch elves around in the world anymore. So many around, and obviously they're now drawn to her because she's mm. basically sprouting and the word uh, word of Cain to everyone. Yeah, so yeah. Um, and then at this point, this is when the age of chaos kicks in. Yeah. It hits the fan. Yeah, this well, because uh, all the Elven Gods
1: were off doing their own things, and Order couldn't yeah. put themselves together anymore. You know, Nagash nope, went off where... and did his own thing, all the Elven Gods right. off and did their own things, and Sigmar's just like, guys? Guys, yeah. I'm all, I'm all <laughs> by myself here. Please. <laughs> there are so many Orcs. Please.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, help!
1: <laughs> Please!
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so basically, the Daughters came team up with the other forces of Order, mm. and... Counterattack chaos, yeah. um, which doesn't go well. They no. end up retreating, and like you said, Nagash, lit, you know, leaves to go off and do mm. his dastardly plans, cackling to himself. Um, and then over time, Olgu, uh, the realm of shadows, is gradually attacked by chaos, specifically um, by which,
1: Slaanesh forces.
0: Exactly, yeah, because, because they're drawn to the mm, scent there's of Slaanesh uh, being this
1: there. Smell. Mm, what yeah. is that? Mm. What is that? It's like it's like chicken c- chicken. It's like no? chicken um, with cinnamon and then just a heated <laughs> dose of LSD. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: so that so, which is really cool. I yeah, like that idea. Yeah, of this they're, they're, they're drawn uh, One of the it.
1: Malign Porton's short stories is entirely devoted to this. It is amazing. It's called The scent, I believe. Um, oh
0: yeah, quite. It,
1: it, <laughs> it is it is talking about this Lanesh warband, the leaders on a chariot. And they just have this mutant that is nothing but, a, like, a giant nose with arms and legs, basically, strapped to the front of the chariot. And if it's yelling loud enough, they know they're going in the right direction to find Slaanesh, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a really good so, one. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I must check that out, actually. I haven't read that one. So, cool. Mm. I'll remember that. Um, cool. So, yeah. So, they, like I said, they're drawn to the scent. And this yeah. is when, at this point... Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, Karen, why,
1: why is there a scent of Slaanesh? He's not there. Tell me, Matt, please. How, um, why does it smell of Slanesh here?
0: <laughs> I think it's because of what Marathi's up to oh,
1: at that this Marathi. point. Yeah, oh. Factoral um, tricks. She's
0: been, she's been hanging around with <laughs> Nagash too much. Uh, <laughs> so basically, Marathi's been a naughty girl. Mm. Um, and she's basically taking more souls yep. from Slanesh than she should be. It's like. She's sort of
1: the way they describe it it's like they have this big complex equation governing the magic and somewhere in there Marathi just slipped in a decimal point where a decimal point yeah like
0: yeah I'll just change that she's on it's an Excel spreadsheet and she's yeah. like just just change one of the cells going oh that's more like it I like that number yeah, yes like less two to, and, two to
1: three that sounds better than two to yeah. three to two.
0: <laughs> yeah so yeah so she's being naughty she's basically taking more souls than she should be and mm-hmm. obviously the others yeah. so, as far as we know and don't realise yeah, she's doing this
1: which is Interesting because it the way they describe it, like Slanesh is literally in the space between Hai and Ulgu. This slight misbalance is actually like almost by via gravity is pulling him into Ulgu slowly. Yeah, yeah, like, it's tilting which him. Makes perfect sense. It, which is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is why the so, Slanesh uh, is there because he's no longer perfectly in balance in that center point. Balance, yeah, he's existence. more
0: swayed towards yeah, yeah, Ulgu. Yeah, exactly. It's super cool. So. Um, yeah. It is i think it's brilliant that's what i love about this background it's so it's crazy at times but mm. and but it just, it's just such an interesting reading yeah. also um,
1: um we're both on the age of chaos page right
0: uh yeah i yeah. will be yeah because <laughs> yes. um this is this
1: is my favorite piece of art in the book i think because mm. you have you have the daughters of cain battling demonettes but you, when you look at them, you see that all the daughters of Cain, even the regular witch elves, have almost identical designs to the demonettes. They have this wild hair. I know. I, I, with I you can write either crowns or horns sticking up yeah. through the through the hair. You know, it's really cool how similar they look. It,
0: it's what, and let's be honest, that's deliberate as well. Oh yeah, because yeah. it, it, it's funny because when you first look at it, you're thinking. Hang on, the witch elves fight. It's just like a rebellion, and they yeah. fight in each other because you actually got to look closely and yeah. think. Hang on, these are demonettes. They're not. They're not all witch elves.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. Like the, the designs awesome. are interestingly like that close to each other, which I mean, yeah. I guess they're made out of old souls from Slanesh. They're going to look a little yeah. more Slaanesh-y. Mate.
0: Yeah, bit of DNA gets uh, mm. transferred across somehow. Um, so yeah, <laughs> so yeah, how it all works, we don't know. We're, we're not knows? doctors. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so basically there's more fighting, you know, mm-hmm. as part of the um and, and then in the in the actual book, this is where it's part of the blood must flow section where they mm. sort of talk about little things that are going on, similar to in the other you know, the other battle tomes in Line importance, yeah, so yeah. a bit of a, a bit of little snapshots of different parts of the the realms like, oh, this is what's happening over here. Yeah. Um, so um in a-
1: this is where we learn a little bit about Ideneth Deepkin as well. Yes. Mm.
2: Well, so so quiet, We, yeah. we, a uh,
1: little early on, uh, Tyrion and Teclas with their share initially tried to create some stuff. Uh, they made mm-hmm. the Idaneth Deepkin, who were a failure before God and man, and just kind of yeah, ran yeah, off especially. into the ocean, apparently. Um, and then here in the Blood Must Flow section, we get a bit where the Idaneth Deepkin attempt to actually make a truce, truce with, um, the Daughters of Cain, but they pick the wrong sect, because they go talk oh, to the Kraith... The- Craith. yeah. Who just kill everyone? Yeah, not the ones you want to go to. Yeah,
0: yeah. Whoops, wrong ones. Yeah, yeah. Because I think, yeah, because they were trying to aid Ilarial, um, aren't they, in the War of Life? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Um, yeah. So basically, these little sections here, you've got, like I said, in summary, you've got the Daughters of Cain are secretly expanding. Mm. Um, they're getting involved. They're sort of they're in a bit of a no man's land at this point because they're sort of ended up killing men. They yeah. they end up having rivalries. They get. Then they're they're fighting the oryx and the um, monsters. Mm. Um, some of them are going on shard quests. Uh, you, they get some are getting attacked by chaos. Some get involved in some what's called the Skaven wars, um, yeah, yeah. which is quite cool. Um, they're sort of trying to suppress their covens as well. Mm. Um, some of them join Sigma, uh, and then again, it sort of summarizes the fact that what you said earlier, where yeah. you know the like and distrust, where. You know, some like I said, some parts of the Stormcast really like them. Yeah, like um, the Knights and some people are,
1: apparently love them. Yeah. They're like, these guys are really yeah. awesome. Look at how how much yeah. they love fighting. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly. Whereas, Whereas I the think Hallowed which Knights is...
1: are like, ah, uh, nah. nah.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, <laughs> no. These girls are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well. So, yeah. It's, it, yeah. 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 Well, and, and you know, are.
1: things like the Sylvaneth are pretty okay with teaming up with them. The Scourge privateers who are old Dark Elves are like... Hey, we remember you guys. Yeah. You're cool. We we we,
0: we, we used to team up at some point, yeah, didn't we? We, we used um, to bring
1: you slaves. Um
0: Yeah, exactly off the water. Yeah. So um mm. Yeah, so it's it's quite cool actually seeing how they're sort of what they're getting involved with now. Yeah. Um They and they then... also
1: fight border factions a little bit. Just a little yes, bit. Yes they do. Uh we, yeah, we they hear get, of the into... atrocity at Excelsis and the three day war in Vindicarum. But apparently Morathi is just like, no, stop that. I'll punish all yeah, my guys get some and she, money. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Sorry yeah. about Nothing that. Nothing to see here. <laughs> Look, they got too <laughs> yeah. excited.
0: You know how they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's and again, it just highlights the the grand plan for Marathi. You know, she's sort mm. of you know, she's just even now she's doing things to like keep the peace even yeah. though clearly that's not what she wants she's like yeah, yeah. oh yeah sorry but sorry about my girls don't worry that you know they, they get a bit crazy but yeah. like I said secretly you know she's got a master plan so it's yeah, yeah it's really cool um you've got things about uh, the portents as well in mm-hmm. shayish um yeah. you know so you've got to see parts that Connect with that, um, mm. but yeah, like I said, this this blood must flow. It's it's one of those sections where it's only two pages, but you think, oh, it'd be it'd be great if there's more of this as well, yeah. because of, you know how it all. Laid but it out. still does give you a good yeah. summary. Yeah, it, it just lays everything
1: yeah. out like in order, which is really good.
0: Yes, mm. exactly. So nice, no, cool bit of that. Um, right, so that's sort of the main mm. sort of bulk of the the background and lore in this book um it then goes on to the war the covens. covens although uh, we also have uh, the... a little
1: subsection for the iron heart of Cain, which i think is pretty cool yes we do uh, yeah do you want to talk about that Cameron? yeah um so basically the reason marathi can call herself the high oracle of Cain is because she has proof that she's his favored which is she holds the iron heart of Cain, which is a mm. literal object from this this was the piece of kane that corn could not burn down in his forge you know, he beat it with a hammer for thousands of years. He tried to squeeze it, it to pieces, but only got, like, eight drops of blood out of it and got so angry with it that he threw it out into the mortal realm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very, very cornate thing to do. Um, Absolutely. But uh, Marathi is always, you know, she's using shadow magic to extend her life. Um, she knows that the elven gods are cyclical beings and they might come back. Um, so she, while she, she feels the gods are dead because she can't feel any divine presences anymore, she knows they might come back, uh, so she needs to be prepared in case that happens, basically. She wants to be on, in, in good with them, I guess. Uh, and she eventually starts hearing a heartbeat in her dreams, which leads her to the Iron Heart of Cain, Mm -hmm. uh, which is being guarded by a beast called Charybta, the father of of Charybduses, which are those weird sea monsters, the dark elves Mm -hmm. used to be able to tame. Um, Knowing that the God Beast would be resistant to hostile sorcery, she resorted to seduction.
0: I know, I love this. (laughs) uh,
1: But I I guess halfway through the seduction attempt, just grabbed the thing anyway and had to fight him for it. (laughs) Um, Which, this is really cool. It's a 13-day-long fight until finally, (laughs) in her true form... Yeah, yeah, she... She basically crazy. crushes it to, to unconsciousness. Um, crushes it into unconsciousness, yeah, well cool. but it hits her really, really hard. The only reason she survived was she held the Iron Heart of Cain, which absorbed most of the damage, which yep. speaks to its in game mechanics, which we'll get to later. Exactly, um, yes. And now it says, What happened to Karupta? None can say. I'm gonna go out on Olympia and say this is another Deepkin thing.
0: Yes, I would. I was thinking exactly the same. Yeah, because like it's what they did, wouldn't have said that otherwise. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: What, 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 what did the Idunnar Deakin gather around? They fled their creators, the only gods they knew, into the ocean, and they have to have something to sort of rally around. I'm sure. Maybe, yeah, they? maybe they work for Charyptar now, which would be really cool because you it would again enforce that idea of potentially Cthulhu elves, which would be really mm-hmm. awesome because Charyptuses are. Monstrous looking. It'd be really cool to see yeah. elf designs along that line. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And cool. so that's, that's, that's why heart. Marathi is the high hierarch- She found the Iron Heart of Cain. And maybe exactly. it's maybe all part some of conspiracy stuff. Yeah, it's it's all a big conspiracy. It's all the <laughs> the numbers. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So yeah. yeah, so that's the that's the heart of Kane, um, and like I said you, you get a good bit of info on the the mm. um, which are basically the different sects of the um, of the daughters. Yeah. Uh, so they're you know basically a mix of warriors and drones. You've got Marathi at the top, and then yeah. below it you've got the Hag Queens and the Slaughter Queens, and the, uh, yeah, and then uh, then <laughs> you've got the bulk, which is the Sisters of Blood and the Scathborn. Okay, mm. which is the the Sort of two main types of the troops, so yeah, yeah. yeah, Like I said, it just shows you their sort of hierarchy, Mm. which is cool. Um, and then it goes into the temples of blood, yep, which is sort of again the different, yeah, all their different color schemes. And yeah, I really um, like, um,
1: I I gotta say, I really like with um, we have elves with different skin colors, which is yeah, yeah, awesome
0: rather than being the pale ones, they're the (laughs) sort of darker. Skin ones which looks really maybe, cool yeah maybe,
1: maybe they spend a lot of time in Akshi in the land of fire or <laughs> yeah getting a tan <laughs> get a real tan going <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah.
0: so yeah so there's basically five of these you've got Hagnar which is in quote marks the main one mm. and it's the one that's sort of it's Marathi's sort of favorite yeah. of the temples uh, and their main each one has got a main focus of some sort this Hagnar's main focus is around like the ritual yeah, side of things which sort of makes sense yeah, yeah exactly. which makes sense with Marathi being that yeah. being a favorite because again she wants you know to keep her daughters going mm. and forces going she needs to focus on this whole you know about Cain blood sacrifice etc etc so that makes sense really um yeah. Yeah. and then the next one is the is yeah that's the they're the basically the the executioner type mm. ones they're the they're all about fighting. Um, they're all about. They don't. They're not into torture and and, and as such, as compared to the yeah. others, they're more about like you know proper kills, clean kills, mm. and things like that. Um, they don't. You know, they're not into poison and assassinations. It's all about you know proper yeah. normal fighting, yeah. which is cool. cool. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the really tame ones called the Kraith. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> these guys
1: are cool. I really like them. Um, so yeah, they're really cool. The Kraith are the only ones without a central temple. Because yes. they believe the proper place to worship Cain is the battlefield. Correct. Battlefield, yes. Correct.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So they're they're all about violence. Yeah. Basically. Like the They're all. Uh,
1: let me see. Even the most stalwart warriors of the Stormcast Eternal shudder at their post-battle rites.
0: Yeah. Which yeah. Is, they crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're all about you know gla- gladi- gladiator fights and things mm. like that. They're all yeah. about just yeah, just. Just pure violence, mm. um, and then the fourth one is the Kalebron. Uh, yeah, Kalebron. Yeah, Kalebron, yeah. um, which is basically these are the stealth ones. Yeah. These are the you know all about poisons, assassins, mm. and you know, striking from the shadows and things yeah. like that, which are really cool. Yeah. They've Got a cool color like, scheme like as well. The, I like, um, particularly like that one.
1: They they maintain a public facade of performing troops of blade dancers and graceful pit fighters. So it's yeah, like, oh, exactly. the circus Just, has come to town. Why is yeah, the circus yeah. made of tall, athletic <laughs> elven women with knives? <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: And what are they doing behind the scenes <laughs> that we don't know yeah. about? <laughs> um, and the, the last one is the Celt Gnar, which is yeah. the ones that you're saying, the sort of darker skinned ones, mm. which um, have sort of focus on sorcery. So these are the yeah. you know the ma- the more magical of the, uh, the temples.
1: They so, also um, live on a mountain made entirely of iron, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, which Morathi um, yeah. moulded a fortress out of. Also cool. Yeah, yeah, nice. They just got a big. But hey, the is the old Iron Kings people Dark Souls 2. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey. fair point. Uh, um, yeah.
0: yeah, so it's quite good. All these different temples have all got a, like a different theme to them. So, yeah. and yeah. again, when it comes to the rules, you can see what the you know, the benefits are to that. Um, right. So then the next section or bit of this book is sort of going into. The bit more detail about the different troop types that yeah. you can have in this. Um, obviously, starting with Marathi. I know yeah. we've already yeah. spoken in depth about her, but oh, um, it's it's, sort- it's good
1: though <laughs> because like yeah, is. This is a full page of just writing about her, and like yep the the um the it, it's got like ten paragraphs of all this stuff about she is the high oracle of Cain. This is how she fights, etc., etc. And then the th- in the third last paragraph, it just goes. And it is all a lie. Kane a lie. is dead. He's,
2: yeah. <laughs> it's, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it,
1: again it's that little plot twist, which we already knew yeah. we've read the early bits of the book, but you know, it's like this is what everyone else thinks of Marathi. It's a lie. Kane is one hundred percent dead. He will never come back as long as Marathi keeps siphoning power out of his heart. Which yeah, she's doing, doing all the time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so with Marathi, basically like I said, it just gives you a bit more detail. Um, about mm-hmm. more of her current situation and how you know from you know from a fighting and what she abilities and that sort of thing so mm-hmm. yeah so she's basically her main weapon is heart render which mm-hmm. is um which is a basic a spear with have yeah. the razor sharp edges it looks really cool um but and it also explains that basically her wor- word is law you know as mm-hmm. like i said which needs to be expected. <laughs> She's a high oracle. Um, she has, like we said before, she has two forms yeah. um, that we know about. And obviously, uh, different sort of attacks, uh, or dip, sorry, different weapons is Heart Render um, and the Pillar of Stone. Uh, mm. It mentions here. She and can cross
1: it straight through a pillar of stone, which is pretty cool. That's it.
0: That's it. Sorry, that's what yeah. I meant. Yeah. Um, she which can shoot really... with
1: a tail and bite with her yep. crown of snakes. Yep. Um Most deadly of all, she can focus all the self-loathing and spite inside herself into a single transfixing gaze. Those gaze, that, yep. yeah, yeah. Those true. that dare meet her eyes must have a will of iron, lest their blood boil and they burst apart.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. Again, proper mm. Medusa <laughs> style <laughs> thing going on there. Yeah. Which is, and again, when we come, when we come to briefly talking about the rules as well, that is a really cool yep. attack as well. Yep. Um, she suffers with a lot of rage, um, as, we, as we know. She's, she's a liar. Months.
1: Yeah, she spent months yeah. in her Shadow Queen form because she was so angry at yeah. one time. Yeah, yeah. she couldn't literally cool.
0: return back to Oracle form. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Um, And like I said, it summarises that she's now devoted yeah. to Cain, as we've yeah. alluded to. So this is current cur- mm-hmm. current day Marathi. Yeah,
1: Um, and her, it sets up her end goal, which is she wants to use all this power being pumped into the heart of Kane to eventually become an actual god instead of the demigod yeah, it, she is.
0: It, yeah, because... Because that's the that's been the problem. Especially when she was part of the uh, the the Elf Avengers, there that you know they're all the rest of them are gods, and she's like, what? what why can't I be a god? So <laughs> yeah, be fair, that's
1: probably. I have a feeling she could probably beat some of them.
0: I think she could actually. Oh, I think she's get she's, so, getting, she's, she's, so she's so damn strong. powerful. She's so strong. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: ridiculous. <laughs> so
0: um, then it moves on to the Queens and Cauldron section, mm-hmm. um, which sort of talks about the. Uh, the Hag Queens and the Slaughter Queens and the Cauldrons of Blood. Um, so these are basically chosen by Marathi and mm-hmm. there's a, a Cauldron trial, um, as you would imagine. You know, they don't, yep. you don't just choose anyone. Um, and then basically the Hag Queens are the... They, they're they all about poison and secrets and mm. rights and, and they're the ones that... <laughs>
1: Apparently.
2: Yes.
0: yeah, basically. Yeah, that's one of their... Yeah, the, they've got the the rejuvenation baths that would make them die of old age if they didn't use them. But yeah, they're all they're more. I so the Hag Queens are more about the you know Mystical the priesthood sort of, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Whereas the Slaughter Queens, <laughs> as per their name, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I just
1: like Cain works in mysterious ways as she stabs someone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh,
0: and yeah, so the yeah so the Slaughter Queens are all they're like the generals of the you know of the troops um mm. they're armed with the, usually a blade of cane uh or death sword um and yeah you know they're basically yeah. your your warriors um you know generals i should say um mm. then the cauldrons are really interesting i love the cauldrons yeah. um so, so they're basically they're you know basically got clouds of crimson steam coming from this mm. you know this vat of blood uh and they're a I suppose a glorified buffing
1: yeah. <laughs> tool yeah. for, for a
0: lot of their troops. They Look, help the troops.
1: Plus one saves is good. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So, you know, they encourage troops to drink from the blood there. Um, mm. Some of them have um, golems of cane on the back, which yeah. is the amazing looking oh. uh, statues of, of cane which can come to life. Mm. Um, and what's really cool is all the blood... Um, that comes from these, and because obviously they, they, there's this really cool bit where they talk about where the blood never sort of overflows from these, yeah. um, and basically it's because it's flowing back to Hagnar, back yeah. at the capital, into which the is really giant, cool.
1: Into the giant iron cauldron that Morathi makes elves out of, actually, yeah. which is interesting because yeah. um, I think I think it was mentioned in one of the more important stories. She can use other people's souls to make elves, mm. technically. Okay, I th- I, I think. That was it, I might be misremembering, but like that's the idea is like she just needs the energy effectively and then she can mold yeah. it into an elven soul. So this is like yeah, Definitely. sacrifice as many enemies as you want into this vat. Kane loves that. Secretly. <laughs> I'm gonna make this orc soul into a beautiful elf.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a circle
2: of life.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, awesome. Um and then we get the bit of on the witch elves. Um <laughs> Which obviously have been around prior to the, the mm. release of this Daughters of Cain battle tome. Um they're trained gladiators, mm. they use very long daggers. Um I'll tell you what it says it's quite cool is that they're very cold before yeah. battle. Yeah. You know, they're actually quite which you wouldn't expect in some ways, they're actually quite chilled. Yeah, they're <laughs> quite super, just sort of they're
1: just kind of quiet and calm and reserved until they have to kill yeah. someone.
0: And then they go mental. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah. So this is obviously the witch elves are one of the main sort of troop types of the the you know the mm. most prominent of all their troop types in the Daughters of Cain. I love them. I think they're more their oh, yeah. miniatures and and artwork videos. is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, and then as part of this sort of want this side of their. Army, which like I said, Mm. comes under the was it the Sisters of Blood? You've got the there, Sisters of Slaughter. Okay, which um, if you ever do buy any of the miniature box sets, you can make one of you can make either either of these, Mm. which is really cool. Um, They're basically all about whips and blades and bucklers, as their as their thing, and they they wear metal masks, which I think is amazing. The fact that it says in here that they're they're basically glued to their face with boiling blood. Yeah, it and yeah. It and they're screaming for hours. It's, yeah, only the it most
1: choose the face of Cain over beauty, because like yes. again, again, these elves are like they're not like unworldly and emotionless. Like they they are proud of how they look and how they present themselves yeah. and everything as well. But these Absolutely. are ones so devoted to no, I just want to, I just want to muck 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 up in battle. You know, mess, exactly. up, mess around, do gladiator fights. No, I, I'm, I'm not a person anymore. I'm just another aspect of Kane. Put the mask on. <laughs>
0: yeah, literally, glue it to my face. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But awesome. They're really cool. And they are very uh, good with the whips. <laughs> yes, they certainly are. Um, uh, again, also, fly was... in
1: half, Apparently, they what? Sorry. They can shear a fly in half. Apparently. Oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's the crack
0: of their whip. 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 Yeah. That's some skills. It's part yeah. of that. It's part of their circus act. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then it moves on to the blood rack sorceresses, yep. um, which are Medusae, yep. um, yep. which are basically a witch elf bitten by a snake, which can mm. you know if if they survive can turn into a sorceress. Bitten by one of Marathi's cool. snakes,
1: specifically. Sorry,
0: yes, one of Marathi's snakes. So I meant. Uh, which is cool. Um, they have a Medusa's gaze. Yep. Which obviously like- can bring upon death, funny enough. Mm. Um, and they also and have
1: the- a mirror on their shrine if they come into battle on a blood dark shrine that just kind of mm-hmm. emanates agony at all times. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like everything they do. <laughs> yeah, but like this, this is extreme. So, yeah, it's really like, cool. When yeah. we get
1: to the rules, <laughs> we'll talk about how ridiculous that is.
0: Yeah, exactly. So... Um yeah, they've usually got two shrine guard on there as well. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and like I said, the mirror projects hatred and blood. Ooh.
2: Um
0: so yeah, hatred that's and
2: them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and then um we the so we can side. now get into the, the Millici, the other side of the, the army. Mm-hmm. So um these are like I said, these are the elite troops of Marathi, her sort mm-hmm. of favourites. Um and they're like like we've seen before, they're half serpent, half elf. Yeah. um they they're the ones that have, as i said have been freed from sunesh mm. um and uh in the cooking pot goes a bit of shadow magic and a bit of Marathi blood and, yeah. <laughs> and you get one of these troops um and they've got a, a mass because of where they've come from they've got a massive hatred of sunesh as oh, well yeah. it's literally inbuilt into them <laughs> yeah it goes without saying but the book tells you that as well it's yeah they absolutely hate him because of well, yeah. that's where they come from. They come from his yeah. belly. Game, Game
1: um, <laughs> Workshop is keeping their options open. Uh, although it is rumored that there might be additional forms, during open battle, only two kinds of Melusi are regularly seen. So down down the line, we might get some additional kinds, which is cool. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. They look awesome. Oh, yeah. They really do. Yeah. Um, Unless you've got a phobia of snakes. Yeah, in which case, not so cool. Uh, <laughs> so the, the Blood Sisters are sort of the melee, temple guard-style ones. Uh, the, yeah. These ones wear these horrific like Marathi in Medusa form style masks as well which is cool Yep. Uh, but these ones can channel the blackness in their tainted soul into a strike known as the scathe touch uh, which just a single like the lightest touch from such a blow can transform the victim into coiling mists which then solidifies into an unmoving crystal statue that is still Mm -hmm. horrifically aware yeah so
0: they're trapped in agony it's brilliant yeah. It's really good. Yeah. It's one of those where, even though it's a bit of an obvious one, using the Medusa, mm. you know, was it Jason the Argonauts, or was it Clash yeah. of the Titans, no, uh, Clash of the Titans, isn't it? Like um, one of those, uh, you know, even though they're using that side of things, it's 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 still cool. You know, you yeah. don't think, oh, you know, even though it, it's not cheesy, well, like, it's just yeah, it, like, it feels but,
1: unique. Like this isn't just they look at you and you turn to stone. if they touch you, yeah. and they hate you yeah. enough, you turn into a mist, which turns into a crystal. <laughs> Which is still aware.
0: Yeah, that you're <laughs> trapped. Yeah, it's really cool. That you're really trapped
1: cool. like that. Yeah, it, it's crazy. And then,
0: and then in in like I say contrast to them. You have got the Blood Stalkers, which mm-hmm. are the elite archers of their yeah. army. Yeah. Um, don't wear masks. These ones. Nope. These are show off their pretty faces. Um, <laughs> they're armed with Heartseeker bows, um, right. which I believe the arrows are. Dr, 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 what are the, yeah, arrows? It, the arrows? The arrows are tinted in some way. The same way as Marathi's yep. sphere is. Yeah. That's it. That's so the they one.
1: they literally seek out people's hearts.
0: Yes, amazing. Mm-hmm. And they've got um, they also wield a uh, scanlar, which are long daggers forged to absorb the energies released when the bearer cuts the vital organs from the corpses of their victims after battle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, is, that is so great. Like, really is that
1: that last line on the Blood Stalkers makes it seem like maybe the Melusai specifically know about Marathi's lies about Cain as well.
0: I I've got that impression. Yeah, yeah, because it I, says I, though I it may
1: seem so to their less monstrous sisters. These are not offerings, yeah, to Cain, but tributes from for Marathi. and like yeah. the, I guess these are her closest followers. They'd yeah. probably be fine with it. <laughs>
0: exactly, and I I, th- I think that's the the key to it. I think the fact that they. Um the fact mm. that they show that, that they uh, they're so trusted and I think they're part like I said, they're part of the conspiracy where I think the witch elves and the sisters of slaughter obviously are still you know, obviously Marathi is still careful over them and mm. what well, you know, as a as their general and high oracle, but I think, you know, her relationship to the yeah. um to the Scathborn is yeah, totally, totally different subject really. So that's yep. um yeah, yep. so that's them and then it shows us about the Doomfire Warlocks. Again, they yep. were around pre uh, this yep, battle yep. tome, um uh, the light cal- light cavalry
1: of yep. the force. Who are also wizards, which is cool.
2: Yep, yep, yep. exactly. Um and force this is riding.
1: where the, the whole uh female only thing breaks down just a little bit because these are yes. males. Um so yes. yeah, this this is the Marathis curse bit, so Um, the elf male souls she turned into deliberately weaker souls, but then she also cursed, um, male born to any daughter of Cain by literally siphoning off, like, half of that male soul into her big old cooking pot cauldron thing as well. (laughs) Um, so she's she's not only, like, stealing souls from other races and from Slane, she's also stealing souls from her own people. Um, but... (laughs) If some of the some of these males overcome that and actually grow stronger and develop an affinity with shadow magic in Ugu, uh Amarathi <laughs> doesn't like this, so she brands them with runes of control and sends them out as Doomfire Warlocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's really cool. And, it's, it's, and they're sold as protection think... against Slinesh, which is taking care yeah. of you guys. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, so basically they, they, they're they armed with flames and bolts and scimitars. Mm. and Yeah, um, it's actually cool now.
1: They didn't used to be able to take crossbows, but they can take crossbows now, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a good little thing to add. And I, I think what I like about them, I just love the fact that they're weak from birth on purpose. I think that's really mm. it's a really good way of doing it, really good lore <laughs> bit. Um, yeah. yeah, so that's the, the uh, Doomfire Warlocks. And then... The last sort of troop that's discussed here is the uh, Kienerai uh, Harpies, which yep. are a spawn of demon-tainted elf souls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah. they are how you imagine they'll be.
1: Mm. Yeah, these are the winged ones. So mm-hmm. I, I guess that's quite probably Like half the scatheborn got Marathi's tail, the other half got Marathi's wings. Got w- wings, yeah. 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 Meant to be, isn't it, really? Oh, you could, you could probably make like a mini Marathi by just like swapping yeah. the torso or oh.
2: something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Inspiration is epic. epic me right now. Just epic scaled
1: <laughs> Marathi, just tiny Marathi. Yeah.
0: Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be so cool. yeah, yeah, they they are how you'd expect them to be. You know, flying into the uh, into the air and then obviously swooping mm-hmm. down, attacking. Yeah, you know, they're sort of in in in, in, in and out type uh, troop, um, which is cool. And they're they're found soaring on the ash buyers as well. They're often yeah. up in the air, just sort. Of Chilling. <laughs> yeah.
1: um, they use either sickles or javelins, depending yes. on the load amount. Either one mm-hmm. is pretty cool.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then in the book, we get to quite a big, uh, the heavy metal section, yeah. which obviously we, shows off all the. It looks amazing. Yeah. The same. They
1: all look really good. <laughs> got to exactly. Say, got to give them that.
0: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so it talks about some different colour schemes you can use, and um, you know the mm. the usual sort of stuff you would expect. Um, Right, so now I so said, "Well, I so said we won't go too, too in depth for this, but this mm. is when I would get to the the rules part of uh, the battle tome on explanation about the different forces and things you can use." Um, yeah. I mean, they can be arranged into temples, as yeah. you would expect yeah. from the ones we've spoken about earlier. Um, you've got um, some different abilities that you can use here. So you've mm. got the allegiance abilities, um, yeah. which, which um, good.
1: These are really cool. They
0: are. They're really cool. Yeah. Um, now, it depends. Uh, so you've got a battle traits and the blood rights table. Now, mm-hmm. um, it depends, obviously, what you are, what you can use. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: Um, so as so, long as
1: you're a Daughters of Cain unit, you get the battle traits for Fanatical Faith and Blood rights, which is mm-hmm. pretty good. Uh, so Fanatical yep. Faith is just if you take a wound, uh, so you can roll on a six up, the wound is negated, which yep. is because they don't have great saves. They're kind of a glass cannon. No, they don't. Faction, but yeah, this gives absolutely. them that. This, this gives them just a tiny bit of extra survivability. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's still gonna be actually, tough to get. But... I gotta give me a sec. I gotta check someone's war scroll really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And, uh, yeah, th- it's getting worse. Hold on. <laughs> <Wall> scrolls. <laughs> oh, where is it? <laughs> He's oh, lost. No, no, no lost it's getting in the pages. Worse. So um, that that six plus wound negation does apply yes. to Marathi.
0: Yes, I thought we did. I yeah. just
1: checked; she does have the Daughters of Cain keyword. Yeah, which I mean, no reason yeah. why she wouldn't, but that just makes her that much tougher. Uh, yeah,
0: Even, uh, yeah, compared to what she already God. is, which we'll get into in a minute. Oh um, yeah, yeah, and the other the other battle trait they have is Blood Rights, um, mm. which uh, means friendly Daughters of Cain units gain an ability each battle round, as uh, mm. shown on the table to the right. Um, and this one, you can either roll a die to do one at random, or you can pick it. Oh no, it. no, that's um, um,
1: different. So the Blood Rights table is. Oh, sorry, term, that's it, Blood Rights table yeah. is each turn you get a new ability that stacks with yeah. the previous one. Um. So you know, first turn you can re-roll run rolls of one, so you're a little bit mm-hmm. faster. Next turn you also get to re-roll rolls of one when charging. Then third turn you re-roll hit rolls of one and any avatars of Kane are permanently animated, so you don't need to <laughs> you don't need to pray to them to keep them moving. Um uh, turn four, you re-roll wound rolls of one, and turn five plus you re-roll saves of one and you don't take morale or battleshot tests. Yeah. Sorry. So and, I, was thinking the, I was thinking of the command traits. Yeah. yeah. Command that's traits fine. are a bit different.
0: Yes. That's Although, what I was thinking of.
1: I would honestly say the best one is number six, which is the general counts the battle round as being one higher. Yes. Then if you have a, say, a Hag Queen on a Cauldron of Blood, that avatar is active from turn two on and fighting without you having to pray to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, because yeah. the thing is you, I was looking, because you've got ones like the first one which is Bathe in Blood, which increases the general's wounds by That's one in addition good, yeah. which is okay, but then obviously in addition, at the start of each hero phase you can heal one, one wound, but then obviously mm. for Marathi, you wouldn't be able to do yeah. that would you? Well, I so, think
1: Marathi doesn't get to take a command trait I think she probably wouldn't.
0: Oh no, she doesn't because she's got Cause her own, is not she? Character, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair point, so yeah so yeah, yeah so it, yeah, so you shouldn't have it anyway, but obviously if you've got another hero, that's mm-hmm. quite good. But again, most of the others are pretty
1: Yeah, you know, run in the mean, mill, you know, add uh, adding to hit the, rolls subtracting. Goods, I mean, like terrifying beauty for neg one to attacks that try and hit you is really good mm-hmm. for the frailer heroes that you get. Like yep. they can dish it out but they can't take it. And if no. you have to take a little less, that's all good. Um Yeah. Or exactly. you can go all damage and you can just add one to every damage roll. Uh, not every every amount of damage they do, I should say. So something that's damage mm-hmm. two is damage three, which is pretty good too. Yes. For some of the other ones. Uh, th- those are all pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've you, got th- artifacts on the other page that you can take depending on what kind of hero you are. There are some yep. good ones there.
0: <laughs> yeah, some very good I mean, yeah, so basically if you're a wizard, you can take from the artifacts of Shadow. If you're a priest, mm. you can take from the Relics of Cain. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's, there's some, no, yeah. again, it, like you said, it just gives you some good versatility.
1: Hmm. Yeah. There are some, there's some pretty, pretty good relics. There are a lot of them though.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like I said, we could be there forever. So we won't, yeah. <laughs> we'll go through all those. Um, um, we've
1: got the lore of shadows, which is super yep. cool. Um, this is the spells. My favorite spell in this is pit of shades, which is m- more commonly known as fuck your slow moving unit. <laughs> 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 yeah basically you 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 if you cast it you pick a unit within range um you roll two dice and add them together the enemy suffers a mortal wound for each point that exceeds their movement so like yeah, that's paladins really good. or retributors or anything you just point at them and say you'll move four i'm gonna do at least three mortal wounds on average to you <laughs> <laughs> it is uh oh, some of these are really uh, all of these are really good, actually. There's one yeah, where you could just yeah. fly 16 inches for the phase that, and things like yeah, that. Yeah, it's
0: it's yeah. Again, it's all about quick movement, hitting hard, hitting mm. quick. It's yeah, it's. Re- and, like I said, but they they're all they're, they're good because there's not so many there's not many weak ones either they're all yeah. got at least some use i mean obviously some are better than others but that's what i think is really good about all all these there's not mm. really any many redundant ones
1: although um, i should point out the only ones that can use the law of shadows are the Bloodrack medusas because they only have one wizard unit uh besides yes, the doom yeah. doom warlocks who can't actually take spells from law of shadows because they have their own uh yes but if you have one of the medusas these are really cool spells you should, yeah, you should absolutely. let them use them <laughs> <laughs> right, um, um, the, the prayers are in the same way you know they're, they're, the prayers are less about debuffing the enemy and more about buffing your own guys mm-hmm. um, so between between a priest so between like a hag queen and a blood rack magician, you can really get pretty effective as well you know
2: yep
0: that's right mm-hmm. um and then it, it goes into detail about the um, the different uh, te- uh, different temples and sects here, mm. um, which is quite cool because, like I said, when we went into them earlier, obviously they all got different things that they focus on. So
2: yeah,
0: um, so you got, you got the like I said you got the Hagnar that we spoke mm. about, which is obviously the favoured ones, and again it shows you their abilities and and command traits here. Yeah, um, which Hagnar is really actually
1: cool. Crazily good. Yes, it is actually. <laughs> the, I think you can general... see this one being. The general trait is the six plus wound save goes to five plus for anyone within. yeah, that is
0: really powerful. That just that one change, you know, that's yeah, yeah, (laughs) um, (laughs) 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 Um, what else we got? Um, and then you've got, yeah, the um, yeah, the Drake Kai Ganath, um, they're. Their command ability is the Dark Sword, which means the Slaughter Queen's Death Sword has attacks characteristics of four. Which is an extra um, attack, which is, nice. which is okay. I yeah. mean, it's not bad. It's okay.
1: Yeah. Um, Their actual, like, Coven abilities, you get plus one to hit when you charge, which is not too bad. No, um, which and, makes sense. Yeah, and for Hagnar it was, if you're re-rolling hit rolls of one for the Blood Rites uh, turn-by-turn thing, you get to re-roll all hit rolls instead of yep. just one, which uh-huh. is not bad. Uh, no? Is that right? So there's his Disciples of Slaughter. So after a Kraith unit fights in the combat phase, uh, if there are enemy you, any enemies within three inches, you roll a dice. On a six, they can pile in and attack again, which is yes. pretty good. More value for money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they've, they've got an artifact for the Kraith hero that they have to take, which is a venom. So once per battle... Um, they change one of their weapons to only one attack, but it does D6 mortal wounds on a hit. No need to roll to wound. That is
0: that could be solid. Yeah, like I said if that's used correctly, that could be really
2: good.
1: Yeah. Mm. Um, Calebron's overall ability is just subtract one from hit rolls against them in shooting. Which is Makes sense. Really Stealth, yeah, really good. Because uh, daughters of Kain are a melee focused army, so if you're going up against <laughs> a ranged focused army, <laughs> you want to pick Calebron so you can actually Bron, make yeah. it make it in close. Um, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, and their command trait is cool. Uh, so in your hero phase, you can pick a Caleb Braun unit within 7 inches of the general and if they're more than 3 inches away from any enemies, you can remove them and put them anywhere on the battlefield uh, more than 9 inches away from enemies. I love this one. I think yeah. When I saw
0: this I thought this is brilliant, the fact you can sort of oh. teleport them to another,
1: it's so <laughs> another good. part of
0: the battlefield. Yeah. That is really cool. Um, uh, and- right, and then then Keltna we got the, uh, the
1: one, which is interesting. No,
0: that's, i noticed that it's odd that they just thought, ah, oh, we won't bother with them.
1: <laughs> bit, bit of a shame. I thought they could have had yeah. something cool, like a once per turn better weapon or something, because they've got more. Yeah, around,
0: I, it's an odd choice, know. isn't it? Why they've only included four of the five? I don't. Yeah, mm. I guess
1: Keltnar was a little less defined than the others. <laughs> probably. <laughs> they're just they're the ones uh, that live on Iron Mountain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, got some like uh, uh, they've got a special mission you can play with, like, yep. special rules for, you know, either side can get Kane's favor. Uh, yep,
0: the uh, altar of war.
1: Yeah, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have path to glory rules, which is really cool that they're including these in all the battle terms now. Yeah, they are, yep. Uh, which is sort of the, if you don't know what it is, it's basically you start with a general and a few units, and then as you play games, you roll to see what well, you can choose, but generally people roll see what units you can add to your warband is sort of like an mm-hmm. iterative campaign. So every few, every games you will get enough points to roll for a new unit and stuff like that. And eventually you can win eternal glory in your path to campaign. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what we all want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's a pretty cool like sub-game type. I like yeah. It. It's a, but like you said, it's cool. That they, yeah.
0: It's good that they put it in, though. I think it's really good oh, yeah. that they've sort of added these things.
1: It's um, just uh, yeah. adding... It's just adding more content for your money, you know? Like, the old codexes yeah. that I used to play with for, like, 40K, they didn't have anything like that. It just had the rules yeah. and the models and some lore. So yeah, that's true.
0: Cool. Yeah. And then, I, then it goes on to the Daughters of Cain tactics, which are really cool. Mm. It's basically, like, advanced tactics. And it's I think it's good because it just gets your mind going a bit, doesn't it, with the fact that it sort of gives you yeah. suggestions of combinations of the temples and, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it tells and you troops and stuff.
1: What might be a good idea for each one. Mm. So, like yeah. for for crate they say, why don't you try doing a battle shock based army where you mm. do everything you can to penalize enemy bravery and buff up your own bravery, and then you just yeah. keep attacking and make sure people will run away from the masses. And that just casualties. sounds fun. Yeah, <laughs>
0: it just sounds a fun way of trying to play it. Yeah, which is good so because good. again, I I think that it just gives that bit of diversity that i think it used to lack years ago as well where yeah, rather yeah. than just going oh this is the meta this is what. no have a fun build because that's the thing i mean we're not going to talk about what's meta but if you can no. put in a fun build we're like yeah we're going to do we are going to be craith, they're going to be witch elves they're going to be all focused around bravery that's you know it, and if it, if you pull it off that'll be the greatest feeling ever wouldn't it <laughs> it's yeah it's really yeah, exactly. good i really like yeah. that um
1: and um, there we get on to the actual war scrolls The war scrolls. Yeah, we have our different, uh, sort of war coven battalions that we can take. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you got the war coven of Marathi, which is the big one because it is Marathi and then one of every other battalion. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, yeah. (laughs) So, so this is the big, you know, this is like your, like your, probably your like three to four thousand point army (laughs) level thing. Yeah, it would be. Um, so they have blood rituals. So, uh as long as you're pure daughters of Cain, you always count the turn as being one higher for blood rights for everyone. Yep, which is awesome. Cause again, that means turn two if you bought a bunch of avatars, they are all activated, ready to activated, go. Activated, yeah. Um and then got devout followers, uh units from the coven that are within eighteen inches of Marathi, do not take battleshock tests. They don't run away.
0: No. Sweet. Which makes sense. Yep. And then you've got the uh Cauldron Guard. Yep. which is a Hag Queen, two units of Witch Elves and two units of Kinerai Life Takers. Uh, their abilities: is Frenzy Devotees, um, which is add one to run and charge rules, made for units from this yeah. battalion, which makes sense. Yeah. So like if you're going to take gets, the units stuck anyway,
1: in. just take the battalion as well on top. Yeah, you absolutely. Well. Uh, you got a Slaughter Troop, which is a Slaughter Queen, two units of Sisters of Slaughter and two units of Kinerai Heartrenders. Um, and they have Gladiatorial Acrobatics. This is Really good because if you retreat in your movement phase, you can still shoot and charge that turn. That is good. That is it, really it, good. It can like if you pair that with um, I think it was was it Crave that gets plus one to hit when they charge.
0: Um, I think so.
1: It's, no, no, it's uh, the executioner no. was one, isn't it?
0: Yeah. The, no, if um, you if you
1: pair that with yeah, Drakey Ganev, Drakey yes you can, Ganeth, you can charge every turn. Yeah, that is which good. Is super awesome. Yeah.
0: And then you've got the Temple Nest, which is a Blood Rack Medusa. Two units two, two units of Blood Stalkers and two units of Blood Sisters. So a very uh, Medusa-themed <laughs> yeah. one. Uh, their ability is Lethal Transfiction. Uh, each time your opponent makes a hit roll of one when attacking a Temple Nest unit. In the combat phase, the attacking unit suffers one mortal wound after all its attacks have been made. That is Ooh. cool. That yeah. is awesome. You know what oh. that's really
1: good against? Um, oh. Any any faction, like that's actually very good against the cool. Neshi demons because they make yeah. so many attacks. Yeah, yeah, that
0: is awesome. That's like, really good, actually. They,
1: they might wipe yeah. out your Medusas, but guess what? They also wiped themselves
0: out. Yeah, at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> that is good. I like yeah. that one.
1: Um, we have the Shadow Patrol, which is two units of Doomfire Warlocks and four units of Kinrai Harpies. So, this is your super fast attack army. Uh, yeah. They get shadow paths, so once per battle round, instead of moving, you can choose one unit that is more than three inches from enemy models to move along the shadow paths. If it does so, you remove it from the field, put it down anywhere more than nine inches from enemy models. It's the same thing that Bron can do, but you can do it Mm. with a unit of Doomfire Warlocks or a unit of Harpies, one each turn. That's pretty cool. Yeah,
0: that is cool. Um, And then we've got the last one, which is a team-up one with the yeah. uh, Stormcast Eternals, which we these sort of alluded are, to earlier.
1: Yeah, these are the Knights Excelsior. Like and, yeah, these the buddies. are cool. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: So this is the Shadowhammer Compact, which is a Slaughter Queen, two units of Witch Elves, a unit of Harpies, one unit of Bloodstalkers, two units of Liberators, one unit of Prosecutors, and one unit of... Uh, adjudicators So their ability is righteous fervor. In the hero phase, choose one daughter's cane unit from this battalion and one stormcast unit um, that are within six inches of each other. Both units can make a normal move as if it was your movement phase, shoot as if it was your shooting phase, or pile in and attack as if it was a combat phase. Both units must perform the same action. Um, if only one of the units is able to perform the action you choose, for example, if one of the units shoots but the other has no missile weapons, then the other unit does nothing. Is <laughs> that is good. proper tag team. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> that is really because,
1: cool. Like this is so good because you literally take two hard hitting units. You know, you take either a unit of witch elves or a unit of bloodstalkers or a unit of harpies, and you take yep. either a unit of liberators, prosecutors, adjudicators. They get to make extra attacks. Basically, yeah, that's what it comes down. That is really good. It is strong, <laughs> strong, mm. strong, strong. Yeah. Absolutely. However, the page over something much stronger appears.
0: Oh. What's that in the horizon? Oh, what is it
1: It looks like the High Oracle of Cain.
0: <laughs> it is. It's Marathi. Oh my god, she's yeah, so She strong. is. She's, she really is.
1: I think she might be one of the strongest wizards in the game at this point.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah. Um, it, I love the diversities between her two forms as well oh, from yeah, a rules point of yeah. view. Um, oh. So
1: basically as High Oracle of Cain, she is... The Wizard Supreme. Um, mm-hmm. She can cast three spells a turn and attempt to block two spells in the enemy turn, which is great. However, <laughs> yeah. uh, where is it? Sorcerer Supreme. She adds one to casting and unbinding rolls, and she doubles the range of any spell she casts.
0: guilt <laughs> She's so powerful.
1: <laughs> yeah, so for, her unique spell is Arnzapol's Black Horror, which has a casting value of seven, so it's six for her. Uh, hmm if you cast it, pick an enemy unit with an eighteen inches or thirty-six inches. For her, <laughs> uh, roll a dice. On a one, they take one model wound. On a two or a three, they take D three model wounds, and on a four plus, they take D six model wounds. She is a model wound machine. Yeah. She also knows arcane <laughs> bolt, and she also knows mystic shield. So yeah, in default. one turn, she can do what, like a D three plus a D six model wounds, and also give herself a three plus save. <laughs>
0: that is crazy.
1: In one turn of casting. Um, so she's very tough. Adding to that, she yes. has Enchanting Beauty. So you subtract one from all hit rolls that target her. Yeah. So she's hard to hit because she's too pretty to look at properly, I guess. <laughs> um, she, she also has the Iron Heart of Cain, and this is why- Oh, no, this is it. This is oh, the one. This is why Marathi is the most difficult to shift unit in this goddamn game. Uh, she can't take more than three wounds a turn. Any extras are just lost. They're yep, gone. That's you can do that damage. She's capped.
0: Yep. That is this amazing. Include,
1: this includes mortal wounds. Maximum of three yep. wounds, no matter what.
0: That's it. The, literally, the only way you can get rid of her is if you've got an ability which kills you outright. Yeah, so, you know, like an Nagash. ability. Nagash, Nagash or, or, or Kayon. You know, just sort of just one of those that literally also. just works your that.
1: <laughs> Alternatively, an enemy, Marathi can also do that to her. <laughs>
0: Yeah, with yeah, Marathi,
1: that's the Shadow true. Queen, uh, can yeah. do that. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, in at the start of your hero phase, you can choose to transform her, or if she's taken damage at each turn, you need to roll basically yeah. under the amount of damage she's uh, over the amount of damage she's taken. Uh, no, oh no, you have to. Yeah, you have to roll over the amount of damage she's taken otherwise she transforms automatically. Yeah, beast mode. So she, yeah, <laughs> if, she's taken, if she's taken one wound, you just need to roll a two plus, she'll stay the Sorceress Supreme that she is. But on a mm. one, four, she's very mad yeah. that you hurt her. Yeah, she goes. Um, Shadow Queen yeah. time. So there, there was a lot of speculation about this before, she, before the rules actually came out as to how this would work, because the model is so much bigger. Uh, basically, <laughs> you get her as close as you can. Uh, yeah. to where she originally was, and if she ends up outside of 14 inches from where she originally started, which is her movement, she just can't move the next turn.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. I think that's a- uh
1: So, like, it's this great image, because it's, like, miraculous surrounded, and there's this burst of shadow, and this live serpent form just rides out into a safe, open space. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um. So, any wounds she took in her previous form are... Carried over and then doubled, so she has six wounds normally. As the Oracle, if she'd taken two before she transformed, she would transform. She would have twelve at a max, but then she would take the two, double it to four. She'd be at eight. Yeah, it, that's it's right. basically saying we don't want her to be so tough that you just transfer. <laughs> she takes no damage on you. Transfer over. She only takes the actual damage she had already taken. Yeah,
0: that's <laughs> that just would be game breaking. No, that's yeah. I, uh, I, I
1: God. And she is just a it, melee monster. As the Shadow Queen is all you can say. She really is. Uh, so I mean, God. I mean, to cap it off, uh not even cap it off. To start it off, I should say, the tail <laughs> starts yep. at a flat six damage. Yeah. It starts at six <laughs> flat damage if she's a, if she's on ten or more wounds.
0: Yeah. And it has got three, three plus to hit, three plus to wound, minus two There's rend two as well.
1: As well, with the tail, oh, it's got a three-inch yeah. range. Um, yeah. The Heart render always stays good. Now uh, you start with six attacks, hitting mm-hmm. on threes, wounding on threes, negative two rend, three flat damage. That is eighteen yeah, damage. Solid. Twenty solid with the tail. Uh, the crown of serpents makes five attacks with no rend, but they each do one damage, hitting on threes and threes. Yeah. So twenty-nine <laughs> potential damage in one turn. <laughs> if she's at full health Um yeah she's terrifying uh, yes in the shooting just a bit. phase, in the shooting phase she has the gaze of Marathi so 6 inch range is one attack that hits on a 2 plus doesn't roll to wound doesn't have rent doesn't do damage if it hits <laughs> you roll a dice and if it hits rather you pick a target model from the unit so you can snipe out like banner bearers and stuff with this Yeah, uh, and you roll if you roll higher than that model's wounds characteristic it's dead it's just gone. <laughs> which like, it's oh I love God. that attack. That <laughs> is brilliant. so good. Uh,
0: if if used right, that could add, you know if you hit yeah. roll high on that, <laughs> that yeah, is amazing. It's,
1: it's crazy. Um, she keeps. Uh, she gets fly and starts with fourteen inches of movement, which is great. Uh, <laughs> uh, she just gets better. Yeah, she um, keeps the Iron Heart of Kane, So in this form, yep. she can only take three damage a turn as well. Uh, she does get worse at magic because she's not concentrating anymore. I guess. So yeah, which only, makes sense. Yeah, she can only cast an unbind one spell per turn, which yeah, means she only. Yeah, which means she's only going to be casting Mystic Shield every turn to give herself a three plus save. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's just unbelievable. And, and remember, just... she
1: also gets Fanatical Faith, so she gets a six plus save for every point of damage she takes as well.
0: Yeah. It's just... Yeah. She is just, to me, she's just an auto-include. Any, oh, yeah. you know, if you've got the points if to have her, she's 480 points. It's just, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Hold on, look at the it goes without saying.
1: Marathi is yeah, 4, 480 points, and she is yep. a leader role. Uh, yep. Only one can be included in a pitched map. in a pitched battle. Funny that. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't actually, I guess it doesn't categorize her other form as anything, because she's never the Shadow Queen at the start of a battle. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, um, uh, so, yeah, she, so is,
1: she's... she is like the linchpin of any army you put her in. Her Absolutely, because... she's badass. I, I, I would honestly play her as keep her as the oracle for as long as possible. I agree. Because that three spells a turn at double range is ridiculous. That is such a strong ability. She also has a cool. Com- she has a good command ability. Um, she can make units shoot or fight again. Uh, mm-hmm. to make two units shoot or fight again, actually, which is really good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then when, when, when you need to beat something the hell up, Shadow Queen. Yeah. Like, Absolutely. Like, like the, I mean,
0: it, also oh, in Shadow, yeah, I was, was going to say, sorry, in Shadow Queen, she could also take objectives a bit better as well because <laughs> she can just sit on it. Because the fact that it. she's only taking three wounds.
1: Yeah. Just, <laughs> just well, yeah. Um, the first I saw of her, like, being actually used was I watched a battle report on YouTube where, she more or less transformed on to- on turn two, but the guy chose to. Um, She fought yeah. a unit of blood crushers, which not many things can fight easily. She fought and won over the course of three and a half turns. <laughs> wow.
0: I can believe that. I can she, believe it. She's yeah, so powerful.
1: They got her down to like five wounds or something, and then she just went on <laughs> and she just started taking objectives across the entire board, because she still had, <laughs> she still had like eight inches of flying movement. It was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure oh, she single-handedly amazing. won that guy the game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can imagine.
1: Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that, yeah. that's, um, that's there, Marathi. You get your hag queens <laughs> and your slaughter queens, they're cool. Uh, they're your basic, like they're squishy heroes. They don't have great saves. They don't have a ton of wounds. Uh, but they are the, the Hag Queen is a support model realistically.
0: Yeah. That makes sense.
1: Uh, she has some interesting abilities for her prayers for the Hag Queen. So, um, she can pray for a rune of cane. So she does a D three damage instead of one, or she can pray for touch of death. So you pick a unit within three inches of her, and then you hide a dice in one of your hands your opponent must pick <laughs> yeah. a hand. If that hand is the one holding the dice, they take D3 model wounds. <laughs> it's brilliant. <isn't> it? <laughs> it's just That's... it's this weird little. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, oh, fair enough. Um, and she can she can also feed witch brew to uh, the yeah. cane units to make them fight better. Absolutely. Uh, whereas the slaughter queen can unbind spells, one spell per turn, as if she was a wizard. So she kind of avoids uh, <laughs> magic a little better. Her prayer, she gets Runicane and Touch of Death, but she also gets Dance of Doom, which lets her pile in and attack twice for one turn, which is really yep. cool. Uh, she also puts out a ton of attack. She has seven attack space, uh, between her Blade of Cane and Death Sword. Yeah. Uh, and she's got a command ability, which lets uh, one unit pile in and attack as if it were the fight phase again. So she mm. lets people fight more and she does a ton of fighting herself. The Avatar of Cane, yeah. on the <laughs> other hand,
2: Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh.
1: So this is really funny because Initially this wasn't a model It was just part of the um the Culture of Blood kit yeah. But now it has yeah. rules The rules are you put it on the table and it does nothing Unless yeah. You pray to it
0: Activation
1: <laughs> Which I think is really cool So if you bring one in the army Any priests know a prayer to activate the um The Avatar of Cain Which lets it move, shoot and fight Basically It's brilliant so Te- technically, it could charge if it wasn't activated. It says just says while uh unanimated, it cannot move, shoot, or be selected to fight. It could charge zero inches if it wanted. <laughs> <laughs> At
0: that point, yeah, um, it is still
1: treated as, as an enemy model, but people are allowed to get close to it, unlike normal enemy models. Um, which means it can be taken out before it's animated. Which these are good distractions. Realistically, you just dot them throughout yeah. your forces. Um, they also give plus one bravery to any Daughters of Cain within seven inches, which is nice. Less likely to run. Um, but when they're animated, that's tough. They've got a four plus save. They've got nine wounds. They've got a 10 yeah, inch they're range. they are actually tough, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. They've got a 10 inch range shooting attack, which is torrent of burning blood. They just vomit boiling blood out, basically. <laughs> yeah. Which is six attacks, hitting and wounding on threes, negative one random one damage. It's good for like taking out a little bit of a horde, I guess. But yeah, it is, then yeah. It, then in melee they have four attacks, hitting on threes, wounding on threes, negative two rend three damage. They are wow. like Marathi in combat, basically.
0: Yeah, that is Yeah.
1: Again, same battle reports or an Avatar of Kane take out a bloodthirst.
0: <laughs> wow. I can believe that. Yeah. yeah. They, they are stuff.
1: Very strong. Um very All
0: right, how many points are they? Uh,
2: uh,
1: they're not crazy expensive for what they do. They are one eighty. Uh, hundred
0: and eighty. Yeah. yeah.
1: No, that's good. really good actually. Yeah. For 180. Yeah. Um, they have a nine-inch move as well, which they're very fast. Mm. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Then we have the Hair Queen on Culture of- on Culture of Blood. Uh, same as a normal Hair Queen, but she gets a ton more attacks because the yep. Avatar is there and her attendants are there. Um, they can still do Witch Brew. Uh, if they charge, they do. They can do mortal wounds on a two plus, which is pretty good yep because uh, they're basically just running people over uh it doesn't move very fast it only goes six inches a turn bef- before it takes any damage um
0: yeah it's quite slow it, actually considering but yeah.
1: the thing is it starts with an 18 inch bubble uh that gives plus one to daughters of Cain saves mm, which includes yeah. which includes them so they start with a four plus save
0: which is good yeah solid good.
1: And an 18-inch bubble is ridiculously big. Like, you take one, you put it in the middle of your army, that covers literally everyone.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, fair yeah.
1: point. And that ups Witch Elves to a 5-plus armor save instead of 6-plus, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, moving on to Witch Elves. There's not yep. really much more on that. Speaking uh, of the devil. Yeah, Witch Elves. Uh, they are pretty fast. Six-inch moves. Uh, they do a lot of attacks. So yep, t- they have two attack base. If they take two knives they get an extra attack. And then if they're within eight inches of a daughter of Cain hero, they get another attack. So these guys, these guys are doing four attacks each, hitting on threes, wounding on fours with one damage. Doesn't sound crazy, but if there's a hero with an eight, it's probably a hag queen who's probably given them a witch's brew, which lets them reroll to wounds. And who is also probably letting them fight twice a turn. So like, (laughs) for example, fighting twice a turn, a unit of 10 of these puts out 80 attacks. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, they, uh, God, <laughs>
0: it's just, it's just thinking of the possibilities. I mean, yeah. y- you could really, you know, uh, that's where I've seen people just taking mm. just almost pure witch elves as, yeah. as their yeah. army. Just, oh, just you I, know, having, you know, 30, I, 60, 90. Just, I <laughs> just almost forgot. Up.
1: I said they were fast. So I didn't explain why. If they take a hornblower, so they take a musician, they can run and charge. Yeah. Which is, which is awesome. Really yeah. Cool. Um, Uh, instead of a second knife, they can take a bladed buckler, which is a new option for them. They didn't used to be able to take that. Uh, Basically, if you make a save, roll of a six. So if you roll an armor save and you roll a six, uh, you do a mortal wound back to the unit that hit you. Which is pretty cool. And it ups their save to a five plus. So with the Cauldron of Blood, they now have a four plus save, which is actually super Mm -hmm. good. (laughs) It really is. Yeah. Uh, they're sisters are the sisters of slaughter uh they have a bit longer range uh but the same kind of damage output
0: yeah similar yep.
1: yeah uh, they can do the same run and charge thing uh their special ability is they can pile in and move six inches and they That's can do good. it within six inches of an enemy so they can fight from much further away basically which makes sense yeah yep. they get blade bucklers as base as well which is nice uh but mm-hmm they can switch out the bladed buckler for a sacrificial knife which just gives them one extra attack basically yeah i, I would keep them with the yeah. bucklers cuz it gets puts them at a would. save and yeah puts that will be invaluable yeah yeah mm-hmm. no they they're cool uh people are saying they prefer witch elves and i can see why because just sheer volume yeah. of attacks <laughs> i think yeah. it's probably really good on witch elves <laughs> uh then we got a slaughter queen on cultural of blood which is a lot like the hag queen but a little better mm-hmm. Uh, it yep. has one more wound and has the actual command ability to make people fight twice and stuff. Which is um, always good, and again, put although, them in the Witch Elves, yeah. Yeah, it switches that out f- instead of having the Witch's It has that, so...
0: Yeah, that's yeah, fair enough.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Bloodrack Shrine with the Medusa. Uh, the Bloodrack Stare is pretty cool. Uh, so it's a 10-inch range shooting attack that they have. Uh, Which is you pick a unit within range and then roll a dice for each model in the unit that's within range. On a five plus, the unit takes a model wound. So you target Mm -hmm. the unit, roll a ton of dice for every five up, you're doing wounds. Yeah, solid. Yeah, um, again, pretty good in melee as well. And they are mages. Hooray, so they can actually take more shadows. Magic. Mm. Which is pretty good. Uh, They have Enfeebling Mm -hmm. Foe as a special... Uh, spell they get, which is casting a 5, 18 inch range. Uh, uh, so until your next phase, subtract one from wound rolls for that unit, so it can make an enemy unit less effective.
0: Yeah, that's, that's solid. Yep.
1: Yep. Get, we're nearly there. We're getting to the end. <laughs> yeah, couple <pages> left. <laughs> uh, so we got the Blood Sisters and Stalkers. So they're really fragile. They've only got 5 plus save and 2 wounds each but they are fast, with 8 inches movement each. Uh, the blood sisters are melee, so they have their glaives, which they get a ton of attacks with. Actually, they get 3 attacks each. Hitting on 3s, wounding on 3s, neck 1 rend, 1 damage, not too bad. They also have the crystal touch attack, which is 1 attack, hits on a 4, and if it hits, they take a mortal wound. Yep. Yeah. Super Good. nice. Uh, yeah. Especially because the leader gets plus 1 to all hit rolls. So... <laughs> yeah. Uh the other side of that is the Bloodstalkers. They have twenty four inch bows, hitting on threes, winning on threes, negative one and one damage. But if you make a hit roll of six plus, they do and they do one model wound instead of normal damage, which yeah. is really nice. Yeah. Lovely. Uh and also the crone can take a blood worm, so like a little baby dragon, to sort of help out in combat.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah.
1: Uh then oh there's so much <laughs> <laughs> well no. of stuff.
0: We'll skim through these.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, there's the Blood Dragon right? Medusa, who's basically the Medusa off the shrine. She still gets a lot of attacks, actually, off the shrine. Yeah, she does, actually. Four yeah. with the claw, d6 with this tail. d6, serpent, and then two, yeah. The spear. Jesus. Yeah. It's actually pretty tough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Doomfire Warlocks are your really fast guys. 14 inch move, light cav. Uh, the crossbows are actually not bad. 10 inch range with two shots on fours and fours, doing it one damage. They're
2: yeah, solid. Not bad, yeah.
1: considering they can also do Doomfire. So Doomfire is fun, because it's based on how many Doomfire Warlocks you have. So they cast it on a 6+, plus, so the unit as a whole is one wizard, effectively. Yep. Uh, and they get plus 1 to casting and unbinding if they have 10 or more models in the unit, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they cast Doomfire. The target unit suffers D3 model wounds if the casting unit, so if the Doomfire Warlocks have less than 5 models... It takes D6 mortal wounds if they have 5 to 9 models, or it takes straight up 6 mortal wounds if they have 10. That orders. is good. They can, that they is can really pump good. that out. And that's yep. an 18-inch range. They've got a 14-inch move. They can start doing that turn one, probably.
0: Yeah, that is really good.
1: Mm. Uh, and they're not too bad in melee, because they get 4 attacks each. Which is pretty yeah, good.
0: No, yeah, they're, they're actually a surprisingly good unit, actually. I think They're
1: really good, yeah. Hmm. And then the last two units are the Kinorai, so the Heartrender's and the Lifetakers. These are also very fast. Uh, these guys are great because they get to deep strike.
0: <laughs> yes, they do.
1: They get to death from above, descend to battle. Uh, basically, you can put them at the s- at at in any of your movement phases. You can place them anywhere that is more than nine inches away from enemy models, and they can't move. Except for the Heartrender's where um, they can when they shoot uh, so they have fire and flight in your shooting phase after this unit's made all of its attacks roll a dice, on a 4-up they can make a 6-inch move as though it were the movement phase but can't retreat or run as part of that which is really cool Yeah. Mm -hmm. so these guys basically zap in, uh, on the turn they appear as well, the heart renders get negative 2 rend on their ranged javelins, which is really cool because you can put them down anywhere 9 inches Away from an enemy, they have a twelve-inch yeah. range on the javelins, which hit and wound on threes have a negative one rend and do one damage. But on that turn, it's a negative two rend, and then you roll a dice. On a four plus, they go back six, six inches out of charge range.
0: <laughs> that is, good. Yeah. and
1: they, they keep doing that each turn, basically
0: <laughs> hit and move. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's really also, good.
1: They also both both Kinara units have the the buckler shields, so if you do a six for a save you do a model wound back, which is super cool. Yeah. Yeah. And the final one, the the life takers are the (laughs) melee ones. Uh, (laughs) These guys are a little more consistent. So the heart renders work best on the turn. They are placed from deep strike. Yes.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. The
1: life takers are just, they're good as long as they've charged. (laughs) Yes. Basically. Yeah. So they get plus one damage when they charge. So these guys, Mm -hmm. two attacks, hitting on threes, wounding on fours, one damage. Or two damage if they charge, which can stack up pretty quickly.
0: <laughs> yeah, nothing sniffer.
2: Yep.
1: And they actually get the fight and flight rule instead of the fire and flight rule. So after they've made all their melee attacks, on a four plus they can make a six inch normal move, but cannot run. So they can literally hop yep. in and out of combat, uh,
2: which is yeah. crazy. O- awesome. <laughs>
1: oh. And then yeah. there's all the points on mm-hmm. the back. Allies, Idenf Deepkin. <laughs> <laughs> hey.
0: and yeah there we go I mentioned again oh, and I'm, I'm really that is, to the I don't know but yeah oh I can't <laughs> wait mate can't wait and that's the Daughters of Cain Tome in all its glory <laughs> oh, that took a while wow. they, yeah but they're <laughs> solid though they're so in, they're, they're in mm. like we said at the start of this they're interesting they're solid yeah. they have a, a good backstory they have a good theme to them you you know yes if you take them as an army they are a glass cannon type army but you've got a quite a bit of variety amongst the different types of troops you've got something to you know focus on you can Mm. go you know hit and run tactics you can swarm them you know you've got a few options there um i love them (laughs) i
1: really they're very cool i'm looking forward to getting a few
0: definitely (laughs) So there we go. So that's the Battle time. Um Ooh. So after that, we're going to take a short break. Yep. And then when we're back, we're going to be with the final segment. And yes, we're going to talk <laughs> about Daughters of Cain again. Yep. Um, but we're just going to have a quick debate about whether they should be part of the Order Grand Alliance. Uh, we'll be back shortly. <laughs> Hello and welcome back. Uh, we're now on the final segment of this episode. And we are on, on to the discussion topic. So, for this one, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, again, we're talking about Daughters of Cain. Um, so the question is, Daughters of Cain and the Aelf Exiles, which I'll <laughs> mention in a second, uh, should they be part of the Order Grand Alliance? Now, um, like I said, before we go any further, we're talking about the Aelf Exiles. Now, obviously, there's a bit of debate going on about them in general. It depends who you talk mm. to. Um, the Exiles are basically what used to be the Old dark elves in Warhammer Fantasy, so the Scourge Privateers and the Darkling Covens, um, as they are known now. Um, it, like I said, we, it's a bit of a, when I say it's a bit of a contentious subject because obviously some people say, oh, the dark elves don't exist anymore. Yes, they do. <laughs> they do. Um, they, do. It, they, do. Um, they do exist, they're um, but they're sort of, that. they are, but they're, they're not many of them around. No. They're doing their own thing. Um, so the focus of this, de- this, discussion will be more about the Daughters of Cain because they're now quite an established obviously as we've just been through in the battle time, they're mm. quite an established force now. Whereas we don't really know what's going to happen with the exiles, you know, in the future. Yeah. You know, Games Workshop may have their own idea what to do with them. So we'll include them as part of this conversation. So but it'll be more as focused about the Daughters of Cain. But um you can sort of lump them in with this as well. Mm. So um so basically we'll be going through the reasons for, reasons against, and then we'll just have a Summary of what we think <laughs> our conclusion will be. So we'll uh, so we'll start with the yes reasons. So this is yes reasons why yeah. Daughters of Cain and the Exile should be part of the order. Yeah. Okay. So Cameron, what's your first reason?
1: Uh, my first point is uh, technically it's the official reason, but it was also the first thing I thought of when we first talked about maybe discussing this, which is um, they are they are civilized people. Like they yes. throughout the entire Daughters of Cain battle tome, it is all about them building their own place in the world. You know, they build these temples, they expand their hold on things, and they they're literally just making a civilization for themselves. That is what order does.
2: Yes. <laughs> and, yeah, no, that's agreed.
0: I mean it, it's I suppose it depends what you mean by order and chaos, because obviously mm, if some people see it as good guys and bad guys, don't which they? Is Whereas
2: not. <laughs> The-
0: not technically, no. It's it's order is about like it says, everything's in order. Society, you know, you may be not necessarily a nice person, yeah, but yeah. you pay your taxes. Yeah, and exactly. You, <laughs> you got your house. <laughs> which is
1: which is the whole history of basically Dark Elves. Anyways, they were actually mm. one of the most strictly ordered societies in the old world. Because That's true. you know, if yeah. you do the wrong thing at the wrong time, society is strict enough that This is, this is order. We need to maintain order. You did something wrong. You're going to be executed. (laughs) Yes. You know? Yeah, that's a fair point. You didn't, you didn't make your niceties in court. You were going to be tortured. All these things. They are an incredibly strict society. And from the outside, they look chaotic, but it is all done to maintain this very careful balance of order. Like, it Mm -hmm. is, it is what they are. They are ordered creatures, just.
0: Yeah. I mean, you could look at them as lawful evil. Yeah. You're looking at like Dungeons and Dragons, exactly. yeah. so allegiances and things. So, yeah, yeah. That's a fair point. The, that's a, that is a strong point. The
1: faction is the lawful faction, not the good faction. <laughs> yes.
0: Yes. That's a fair point. Um, right. Okay. My first reason, uh, again, quite an obvious one, especially yeah. the daughters, is they are against chaos. Oh, yeah. They don't like, you know, especially Sinesh, as mm. we found out, uh, you know, when we're talking about the the Medusa uh troops that they absolutely hate chaos oh, yeah. ultimately um i mean you've got to think of it the bigger picture though i suppose ultimately um when we're talking about them not being part of the order that doesn't mean necessarily they should be them part of the chaos yeah. if, you know if you are saying right, we'll move them to another faction it doesn't mean yeah. you know they could
2: yeah.
0: go under destruction for example potentially mm. i'm not saying they should but they no. they could <laughs> um, so yeah so i, I think they they're strong uh against chaos it does you know put them on that right well okay then well they can't be part of chaos therefore is order than the right one for them to go for is that the most obvious choice if you're anti-chaos therefore you should be order mm. you know it's a strong it's a strong you know I think that's where especially with the daughters of Cain anyway that's where they've pushed them into this you know go right okay you can go over here you can go in order you don't yeah. like chaos yeah. so you know okay mm. Um what's your next reason so yes,
1: Ooh. I think that's more or less it. Like the the big thing is like yes, they they are they are civilization builders. They are an ordered like society. Yes, they are strictly against chaos. And also they're also they also really don't fit. Well, they definitely don't fit death because they are well and alive. <laughs> no. And they also yeah. don't like the gash very much. Um, but they also yeah. really don't fit destruction. Like dis- mm. the destruction faction is all about. Brute strength and tearing down everything back to its wild state, which again, as, yeah. as part of civilization builders, is literally the opposite of what they do. They, you know, they civilize areas they move through. They, they do even as they do all these destructive things. You know, they murder, they go to war. They are doing it to make a safe place for them to be in the world. Which you know, yeah. th- this whole book is Marathi's story of making a place for herself in an unfamiliar world, basically
0: hmm yeah that's a fair point um i did also say for yes um kane being destroyed by chaos as well oh, yeah also that <laughs> that's a big one <laughs> you know when so um i mean there's a there's a i've got a few no reasons yeah um yeah. I've, just got, to, I've got a few
1: no reasons
0: <laughs> yeah it's it, yeah it's it's a funny subject so yeah well so what's your first no reason
1: uh my first no reason is there are enough order armies <laughs> 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 yeah, fair point. Like, it, it, yeah, there is, it feels like it, it, there's not just what there's death is basically one fact, one giant faction with a few mini sub factions. Like there's not, yeah, just there's split not up, hu- yeah. There's not a huge range in death, right? The same, no. the same for destruction. There is this tiny range. You basically got brute orcs, you've got night goblins, you've got ogres. That's what you've got.
0: Yeah, that's it. Chaos, <laughs> yeah.
1: chaos. Has been well, like expanded upon. They've gotten a lot of attention, but it's only ever been Corn, Zenech, Nurgle, Slanesh. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they've they've not really done a Slanesh book yet, but I really look forward to when they do because no, I they know will. they Don't are worry. going to. After all the love they put in for Slanesh in this book, that's not even technically about Slanesh. He's going to come eventually. Oh. Mm. <laughs> Wording, uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, yeah. No, it's fine. Yeah, no. Mm. <laughs> uh yeah, no. No, but it's no, it's a fair point. It, it yeah. would be nice to have a non order faction, especially with the Ideneth deacon already being confirmed for order, which is like uh eh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um I've put per- well, one they're on the same alliance as <coughs> in quote marks, high elves and wood elves, so the highborn and the wanderers. Mm. So you've got to think, especially with the High Elves, they absolutely despised the High Elves yeah. in uh, Warhammer Fantasy. Yeah. Now they're on the same team in a way.
1: Uh, barely um, at this point. Yeah. That's the thing. is yeah. that, was, that was more of a problem in the Age of Myth when Marathi was technically part of the Elven Pantheon. Where, yes. Whereas now she is entirely divorced from Tyrion and Teclis. I'm sure she's had basically no interaction with them after the whole capture mesh no. business. She barely has any, any interactions with Malarian either. So, like... Yeah. That, that would have made more sense in the back of the story, but now at this mm. point it's not as much like... that. They work for order, quotation marks. You know, they, mm. have, they, have, <laughs> they have similar ideals. They don't need to be friends. They don't need to even look at yeah. each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. That's a fair point. Um uh, what are the no reasons we got? Uh,
1: like while they are definitely like a civilizing effect, there are also like factions like the Kraith that just go around and kill literally <laughs> everybody they see. And yeah. it's like the the Kraith could probably go under destruction, I would say. But yes. I feel yeah. that would be a little yeah. too granular even for games workshop at this point. Yeah, that would would get things. Next month, we release the Crath battle book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
0: under destruction. Yeah, it would just get messy if they did that. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, I put the same. I put they're cruel and they torture. Yeah, and they have you know they do have slaves and stuff, which is not really order. But then, like you said, it's still like in in the old world, that
1: contributed to how their lawful society functioned. So, like, yes, under the right circumstances, those things. And I, they, I do not espouse torture or slavery. <laughs> under the right <laughs> fantasy setting circumstances, those things can be good motivators for an ordered society.
2: Yeah. yeah, uh, it, It's, oh, it's like a
1: dictatorship that. versus a democracy, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, I've put, I suppose... This is a bit of a wishy-washy one, but you got, they obviously, they do have links to the Chaos Gods in yeah, the past and, yeah. and obviously Slanesh cults and things like that. Again, I suppose they're a bit away from that now, yeah. I suppose. Whereas, yeah. you know, I suppose the problem is with their no reasons, they're more about their past as opposed to their present, aren't yeah. they? Really? Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, which I think it's, it's, I understand why they've been placed in order and I, it's mm-hmm. honestly the best place for them to fit. But the problem with that is that, it's just because these four grand alliances sort of don't contain enough wiggle room for the grey areas to really shine. Through. That's the, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Which is yeah. what as mean, as If there was like I don't know, like a renegades or a um, like like a shunned or an exiled grand alliance, I feel they would fall in there more likely.
0: Yeah, yeah. There there needs to be like a neutral one, doesn't there? Where it's mm. it, it needs almost like there needs to be a fifth one. Yeah. Um, because, like I said, it, they're getting some of these uh, factions are getting pigeonholed into these alliances, and you're thinking, "Yeah, but no, they wouldn't really be there." But I suppose, where else are you going to put them? <laughs> That's sort yeah. of I think the the situation we got to. Because I think we're now summarising, yeah, yeah, <laughs> our opinion on this. Because um, I think I think I'd agree w- with you on this one. I think realistically, they are the the answer to this question is yes. yes. Yes, they should be in the order. And
1: that's why they are based on like the that. currency. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean it was one of those when, when I first thought of this question, um I was always a bit uneasy about I'll say Dark Elves, but yeah. obviously we're talking about the Daughters and yeah. Exiles. But yeah. Dark Elves being part of the Order and being part of the same Order as, like I said, the High Elves and Wood Elves. And, mm. you know, I was like, well, this doesn't make me feel, I feel a bit uneasy about this. Mm-hmm. But then you the more you think about it, the more, yes, don't look at the Order as good guys. Look at them as just organize, um, but they can still be evil. Yeah. Um, and like I said, death, they can't be part of death because that just wouldn't make any sense. Destruction. Mm, loosely, but no, I just don't think they're strong enough. Uh, chaos, no, because of, they, they're too anti. <laughs> they're they're too anti chaos yeah, no, to yeah. to be part of that. But so I think the logical fit is order. Slime
1: worship was fun back when you didn't get eaten for it. exactly.
0: Yeah, and again, it just shows how the lore has been pushed forward. Really, you know, it just shows the the difference between fantasy and Age of Sigmar now. So no, I think that's the right place for them. So um so yeah, so that's the the debate topic and we've agreed that the cane and the exiles are where they should be. Few mm-hmm. you are thinking. What yeah. <laughs> what a good a topic of debate. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but no, that's been that's been awesome. So um so yes, yeah, so that's the main bits for this episode. It's Mm. been quite a long one. Um there's been plenty to talk about. It's our long episode. Congratulations, episode
1: two, we did it. Yay. We did it. Oh
0: yeah. Um so yeah, so thanks very much for listening. Um I'll say we'll just wrap up with a bit of admin and then uh that'll be it. Um So like I said at the start thank you for anyone that's given any feedback or suggestions so far um if you have any ideas of say yo we would like you guys to talk about this whether it's like the discussion topic at the end or the main part of the show um, if you you can send it in a few ways um, mm. we're on Twitter which is at realm and ruin yep. um, that's an easy place to message us uh, we're on facebook slash realm and ruin uh, again I did need to give a bit more love to that so <laughs> I will do that soon uh, um, the other good way you can contact us is if you go to realmandruin.com and go to our contact page, there's a bit where you can sort of send us a, a message saying, Oh, would you like to, you know, could you guys cover this and, or any feedback in general? Uh, it's always welcomed um, because obviously we're going to go with what we feel we want to talk about. But like right. I said, we're always happy to listen to any suggestions that anyone else has. Um, another thing which would be really appreciated uh, is any reviews on iTunes uh, if you want to obviously and if you want to give us five <laughs> stars or anything like that again oh, it's all greatly appreciated but appreciated. uh it would it really would um but even if you don't fancy doing that or can't do that whatever the reasons are any sort of sharing is great you know if you can tell anyone say oh you know you, you know to friends or uh, you know retweets on twitter mm. or you know any anything you can get the word out if you feel you want your Friends and family, or anyone else (laughs) (laughs) to listen to us. Um, Um, If we're worthy enough, that would be really appreciated. You know, because like I said, we're still, we're still new. So we're still trying to, you know, get um, our uh, foot in the door um, and just, you know, talk about what we enjoy.
1: Yeah, I got to say, we, I, I love like the overall response to our first episode. Like people seem to really like it. A lot of people are
0: downloading. Yeah, it. Like, absolutely. It was. Um, that's what I said. I was. I'd always say shocked because I. So, you know, but I was. You know, I was really taken aback by. Um, I said how, you know, positive it's been. You know, for anyone, either downloading our episodes or, like I said, giving us a feedback or anything like that. It's, mm-hmm. You know, like I said it's really greatly appreciated. I mean, we're doing this for fun because we. Yeah. This is just something we really enjoy doing, but, you know, we're having nice you know thoughts and feedback is always welcome because oh, obviously yeah. it just makes you feel like yeah we're, we're doing the right thing so yeah like i said if you've got anything you know you want to say or uh, any suggestions please feel free um and lastly uh cameron where can people find you on the internet
1: uh you can find me on twitter at night underscore twitten that's night without a k uh come by chat i keep sharing pictures of things like chili that i've made to eat during and before the <laughs> podcast, and uh, various miniatures that I share both on the Realm and Ruin Twitter and my own because I love the attention Absolutely. I get when I post things on the internet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: you attention seeking you, Cameron. <laughs> yes. It's true. Uh, yeah. Well, at least you admit it. Um, and you can find me on Twitter as well, at NinjaBadger7, the number seven. Uh, like Cameron, feel free to talk or find the, uh, like I said, the, pod- the podcast on it at Twitter, on um, at Realm and Ruin. Um, like I said, always stop by and uh, see what we're up to. We try and give a heads up of what we're going to cover next episode. Um, I don't know what we're going to cover next episode yet. We'll have a (laughs) a talk about that soon. Um, I think it could be, you know, maybe Tau potentially, because obviously the Codex is coming out. But I think we'll probably be a bit more 40k themed next episode. But we'll decide between now and then. Um, And, uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, Thanks very much for listening. It's been uh, episode two of Realm and Ruin. And uh, we'll see you again. Bye.
1: Ciao.